0: I think we're all good, right, Blake? Everything look good? I did a clap, like old times. You know what I mean? No one's seemed it anyways. So <laughs> everybody do a clap, right? Blake, nod your head. Aren't we supposed to do a clap so you can sync the audio? Yeah,
1: producer things. Really? Yeah. What?
0: Sync, clap, Mike, so, so all the audio s- syncs. Ready? To-
2: does, does it all have to be together at the same time?
0: He just looks for those spikes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so, so let's well, all hit it again. Big. I'll clap first. One, two, three. Mike. Bam. I'm gonna do. Like I'd really like for you to do it too, think, just for good. Okay, <laughs> I think I might do it every
2: time I go to talk. <laughs> That'd be one way to get in on the conversation. It wouldn't have yeah. been. Wes is, yeah. Wes is, Wes just is going on. You're like through the middle
0: song. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Yeah, I missed you guys. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we'll try. We'll we'll get the show started at some point. I was just thinking that uh, no, this
2: should be on the show. Yeah, that should be a.
0: Can we get one of them clipper things? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Blake, we need to just add you as a guest, so that you're not in the studio as a producer, because it is recording. JT, is it not? Okay that's a bummer um that's okay can we get one of those clipper thingies Ooh. okay clapper oh clapper go figure that's literally what they're called I, it's I another a, mitch Hedberg. matt hedberg i joke, thought a clapper
2: right i thought a clapper was the was the light thing no the, just clap on clap off, clap off. just describe Man, was some high what high it does it's also, it's also back in the day yeah.
1: oh it is yes. damn okay yep. That was some high-tech stuff, man, back in the day.
2: We thought thought that technology may never evolve past the Clapper. Like, that was... I thought about this the other day. We've achieved it. How about
0: TiVo? Remember how big of a deal it was? Like, in the mid-2000s? Like, oh, wait, you're going to just record the game? You're just going to record your favorite show and watch it at your own convenience? What are you, living the future? Yeah. You know, are you from a different galaxy? And now, like, can you imagine being the one that, like, thought that, I don't know, it just seems like it was such a short-lived revolutionary
2: moment. Now, when you hear someone say, oh, yeah, I got it on my TiVo, you're like, dude, you need to, like, (laughs) catch up to the rest of the world here. I think it's so funny
0: how that happens. You know what I mean? And then you think about the people that are in those businesses and, like, how quickly it evolves. Like, the product lifespan in all of tech is terrifyingly fast. I mean, you can come up with like the best idea in the world, uh, and you better have 10 more iterations of it on deck because it's, it moves fast. Well,
1: yeah, the guy that, you know, Mr. VHS, he probably went from the mansion to the trailer park pretty quick. <laughs>
0: Blockbuster, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean,
0: it's just like standing there watching the, like, everything change all around you. You know what I mean? Like, you're looking around, you're going, oh. This isn't going to last a whole lot longer. It's be
1: terrifying. That that did. I mean, you go and you try to get there early on Tuesday, you know, because you knew that's when the new movies were coming out. And you were pissed when you got there and they were all gone. You know, remember? Because do you think about all the experiences? Like the DVD wasn't behind it or the VHS tape wasn't behind it. You are like, God damn it! yeah and they had like a whole up, yeah. like
2: the the new movie had a whole wall like the whole back yeah wall and was they're the all gone. hot movie
1: and they're all gone because yeah, they only actually got two fucking copies they're just screwing with you just, yeah yeah
2: well and it's that whole
0: deal is I, I don't i miss that experience like i miss the experience of going and looking around for a movie and like going and walking down like the random aisles weird crap and right because like well, comedy I guess movies, watch Gladiator
1: uh-huh. for the hundredth time. <laughs> 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 you yeah, know, because all the new that shit.
0: That was a solid out. pickup. Yeah. let's go find three hundred. Yeah, let's see if yeah, they got 300 a copy of three hundred. Super Troopers. We'll go watch yeah, that. Yeah. Sparta. Sorry.
2: Remember when they got video games at Blockbuster and they're like you can keep this for 3 days. Like what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Cuz movies were like a day. Yeah. You had to be back there the next day with that bad boy. Video boy, games, or three you better days? beat
0: that. I mean, yeah. you play it all night long. Yes. Like I'm yes. going to play this thing for the next
1: 72 hours. What's What's fun- solid? What's funnier though? The longer that they gave it gave it to you, the likelier the, the lower the likelihood is of going to get it back in time. <laughs> you know, it's like you get this yeah. for 7 <laughs> days and you're like, okay, well, I'm not well, taking it I'm, back I'm this day.
0: I'm completely over overlooking the downside to the VHS or the, the video store situation is when you walked in there and you felt like you were headed to a hearing. Like yeah. I would walk into Hastings, this local place in, in Kirksville where I grew up, I would walk in there and I'd be like, I hope these guys don't recognize me. Like I've got a DVD that I rented like two years ago. Can't find it. Um, so I'm going to come here trying try to open another account or see if I can buy uh, your, your mom's account I like, now. Yeah. I use yeah, my mom's. Like, oh, I always rent on my mom's account. And they're like, Oh, weren't you here like three weeks ago? Rent a movie under a different account? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's under my mom. Check. It's in the notes. West can rent. It's in the notes. You just got to <laughs> scroll down on the little blinking cursor. Scroll you're, down. You're the reason notes. they
1: had to start selling skateboards and fucking pot. Con, <laughs> fucking yeah. Pipes. Comic books. Yeah, they turned in halfway into a I head, appreciated head shop the and a record, an old record store. You know, they did. Hey man, they, they were like, trying to so, stay so, alive. Sold everything. Yeah. They were trying to stay alive. Did
0: you guys have family video
2: or was that just a thing?
0: Around yeah. Here? We had family video. No, we didn't do did it. We? we had family video. Now it's a paint store. It's a, yeah.
2: You can see all the old family videos. They're all like something different now, like gyms or... That wasn't called family uh, video,
1: was it? What was that called? Wasn't it called family video? Uh
0: -uh. Yeah, it was. Right across the street from Hy-Vee, the grocery store. Yeah, no, I don't think so. On the corner. Wasn't that called family video? There was another one I quickly... You know what I do remember, though? I rented my first... uh, That's where I rented the UFC VHS tape from. I remember that. I remember going there and renting like... UFC, I don't even think they called it one. It was just UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship. I remember going and renting that that uh, VHS tape from there. You know, yeah, brings, awesome. VHS brings back a lot of good memories, man. It oh It
1: yeah, no. really does. I, I want to be
0: surprised. All this
1: stuff's coming full circle. It'll be back. I'd say, I've already seen I'd a I'd say there's probably one whole room at my parents' house that's still filled with VHS tapes.
0: <laughs> right, I remember going. There was this rich kid you in. You might not want to look school. through there though. Over at and, old
1: Richard's house. Oh, no, not at my Yo, dad's yeah. house. My dad, my dad <laughs> no. had his porn collection. Those <laughs> movies came in a different color yeah. case, <laughs> was if you remember fucking correctly. Fucking impressive! Like the whole back room at the car lot was nothing but fucking porn movies. Like <laughs> nothing but porn movies we're gonna have to change the subject because it's
0: gonna make my wife feel bad about her pops you know, like, you know? oh like she yeah, didn't yeah, know this he, make left, make he the left
1: out the, he left those two just he just you go to kaleidoscope and rent them sometimes too i'm like dude you got like fucking 700 vhs tapes and you're still renting you know <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh, and it was and 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 me and keith still laugh about it because the two titles i've told you guys this before it was throbbing hood and whitening Mink- <laughs> can't Hump. <laughs> I was laying on top of him, and I was like, "Keith, look at this fucking shit." Write me, Cam Robin Hood. <laughs> oh
0: my god! But oh, I tell man. you what, man, that was pretty creative titles.
1: Oh, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. And he had, this and he is had have to satellite all get edited. And out. he had satellite, you know, the big, the big dish where you could get, you know, every porno <laughs> in, in the world, the side of the like, world. Yeah,
0: the best I could hope for was the to be able to make out a boob through the fuzz and snow you know yeah, what i'm yeah. talking about like where you yeah. kind of squint really hard and it'd be all grainy and like weird noise <laughs> and or like,
2: like the right colors think. would come in or whatever and it would go clear for just a second, a second. Pretty, you're like pretty awesome yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny man oh, oh my goodness those were the days all right well hey all right we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll cut all that out we'll talk about drag racing ready good all right <laughs> Listen, I've never had any problem expressing my opinions, but what we're doing here is bigger than that. These are conversations that need to be had in an unfiltered way. Drag racing's all I've ever done. It's all I care to do. I respect the history, I appreciate how far we've come, but I want more for this sport, and I'll fight for it. It's uncut, it's unfiltered. This is the show of shows. The biggest names in drag racing. No holds barred. This is the great American motorsport, drag racing. Prove me wrong, I'll wait. Hey gang, West Buck here, Drag Illustrated Magazine, checking in. It is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. We hope you're doing well. We got a barn burner of a show for you today. We got a lot of ground to cover, man. There's so much drag racing going on. It's honestly overwhelming. There, are, If you're paying attention, if you're trying to follow everything that's happening in the sport of drag racing right now, you got your work cut out for you. I mean, I know for me, our team... There's something going on every weekend, multiple times throughout the week. Sometimes huge events just stacked on top of each other. Think about the last couple weeks we've had in this sport. I mean, the NHRA in the midst of the countdown to the championship, fresh off a barn burner at uh, the the Texas Motorplex. Holy moly. What a weekend for those guys. We got uh, No Mercy taking place down at South Georgia Motorsports Park. We got No Prep Kings still bebopping all over the country. Unbelievable. We got... uh, Um, All sorts of back of the track shootouts, big money bracket racing going on. Uh, I mean, it really is a lot. PDRA World Finals coming up this week, fresh off their second trip of the year to Galat Motorsports Park. Big dog. I mean, it is crazy the amount of drag racing that's going on right now. And guess what? We're going to talk about it all right here today on the West Buck show. Remember, click like, click share, click subscribe. Help us spread the gospel of drag race. And I got the boys back with me this week. Uh, very excited to talk shop with them. What are you guys up to, man? Everybody good? We got a little... the, 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 the yeah. oh, He's going <laughs> to clap every it's time for a, the... Re- a, yeah. okay. Brace yeah. yourself for this. That's friend. our
2: new he's thing. Kidding. We're coming back strong with the clap. Yeah. Oh yes. Anytime we want to break in. Got rid of All that, right. Got
0: so, right. hey, let's You're go around the room quickly. Uh, and we just want to touch on everybody's weekend. So I want to talk, of course, drag racing. But I'm going to throw it to JT first because... You're just off a, a three- or four-day trip to Las Vegas. I think it's... Uh, he survived. We're, yeah. We're, we're the happy. fact you're here is pretty impressive. He did and I, have... Should we round of
1: applause? Yeah, Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, but you did have somebody us, go to the hospital. We did. Yep. So Saturday. that's, I yep. mean, par Wait, for the what? course. That's par for yeah. the
2: course for any trip my buddy,
1: with JT. My buddy Sean. You went
0: to the hospital
1: in Vegas? My buddy Sean, yeah. He had uh, an ambulance statement got him from the, from the Circa. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey and I, i'm pretty and happy almost, with myself jt i've not i've not made an, uh, a hospital did you put this yet, on yeah. the internet is it like no, should I have and, I, and I, okay. I couldn't decide i couldn't
1: decide if i should i'm outing should like, you take a picture yeah. you know like get a group picture as they're putting him in the ambulance or not you know like did you get one no i didn't because i was like oh, this would be man. horrible if if something really bad happens to him that i was taking. yeah uh, group pictures, you know, as he's going. I could but, but you I know, can make a case. Turned out way. that he was okay, you know, or he ended up being okay. So I um, probably should have took that picture. So remember that next time, you know. Yeah, but no, we had a great time. We went to the circle Did you
0: end up going to the ER, the hospital, with him? Just curious. No, I
1: okay. went to a bar. Man, I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just. Okay. So you just got him in the ambulance, and like, did you slap the back door, like? Like, well, and <laughs> tell them it's okay yeah, to I, go. I'll, I'll, go so,
1: I'll go ahead. And, you're good, guys. I'll go ahead and tell myself that uh I actually didn't get the picture. Pro- probably the number one reason I didn't get the picture is when they were wheeling him out. I stopped at the lounge bar to get another drink, and it just took me a little extra as they were taking <laughs> him out. But I didn't want to. You know, I was parched. You know,
0: you don't, don't want to crowd around him either. Like, let the professionals yeah. let them do exactly. their job. I
1: mean, I, you mm-hmm. know. I wasn't gonna. What are you gonna do? You know
0: what I mean? Like give him a pep talk, tell him it'll be okay, like you do everybody else. Like you get in that mode, and JT's got his arm around. It's all right, buddy. (laughs) You're gonna be okay. It, don't you worry about dude, who cares what those people say
1: right and okay. i didn't have a voice right. at the time either you know i'd lost yeah. it and uh no but shock we stayed at the circa and has that stadium swim with all the big i mean it's like three stories or four stories you and belong in downtown oh, Los my God, yeah, yeah that's perfect that's, they they,
2: it, they built that for you it, it, that, it was that one dull. of those things <laughs> we'll i swim look up, at it sports and i look around everybody i go
1: up. man this is awesome And then I hit like on almost every game. I just had a really good day on Sunday. Did you
2: look around and make sure all your buddies were getting out of the pool and going to the restroom somewhat frequently, or it's like, was there one guy that was in there for four hours and you got to like, start to really worry about this guy?
1: Yeah, I was the guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you win any money? Tell them real quick. The story you were telling us earlier before we started recording the one. I just think, uh, Mike actually is the one who made it funny. Mike, uh, what did oh, you I say? Said, you were trying oh, to watch the Raiders game, yeah. and the Raiders was like the smallest on all the screens it was, in the in the arena it was, or whatever. And,
1: and it wasn't it wasn't even just that. Like you're literally right down the road from the Raiders stadium. You know, you're sitting in Las Vegas, and there's Raiders fans. You know, everywhere. Right? Well, Mike, no, there's not. Clear. <laughs> okay. yeah. And I said, yeah. that's not, not even the kicker. The kicker is that the, the main screen. What they took the Raiders off for was the freaking Lions. <laughs> I mean. That's hilarious. <laughs>
2: hey, I can't. Not I say that I can't say anything about Raiders fans. There's only four Panthers fans left at this point. So I know two of them. our numbers are our numbers are dwindling. And I know two of them. Yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs>
1: it's pretty impressive. It, that JT. is pretty impressive. I know. I know wow. half the, <laughs> half the franchise fans.
0: <laughs> Mike, how is uh, how was your weekend? This is the most drag racing. I mean you you took a big bite this weekend Thursday yeah, night man. at Big Dog till midnight, the Piedmont Dragways legendary Thursday night shootout, and then you followed it up the next day at, at uh, Galat for No Prep Kings, man. Tell us, tell us we gotta talk big big dog because
2: Yeah, it was it was awesome, man. Big fan. Um, you know, they they kind of threw that race in at the end of the season. The championship had already been decided and um you know it's a, it's a different deal. And they even had a situation where if you had not raced Big Dog, it was an event for everyone that had competed in Big Dog all year. But if you had not competed in Big Dog and still wanted to compete in this event, you could pay uh, a one thousand dollar buy-in and and attempt to qualify. And I think it paid like fifteen hundred bucks for first round loser, and then uh, I think it paid like something like five to runner up, twenty grand to win. So awesome. substantial payout for a, a Thursday night shootout, and that brought out all the big guns and a couple guys that we hadn't seen in, in quite a while, uh, Dale Brinsfield. A name from the past. He was yeah, in, he recently bought uh, Billy Albert's former, uh, like late model Camaro, orange oh, Camaro. Yeah. He was out competing in that. Um, Doug Winters was there. Um, a couple, Tommy Mooney, I think, was making his first appearance of the year. Um, and it was, the weather was awesome. And we saw uh, the, the track record was broken multiple times, but it ended up, I think, being set by Barry Mitchell, I believe, a 371 with a zero. And I think 205 miles per hour, which if you've seen to see that happening at Piedmont Dragway is is pretty damn impressive. Crowd was awesome. Um, they had an awesome like a special edition dog trophy. Um, they had this plaque with with uh, like actual gold plated $20 bills or something. Rick Moore was I selling saw it, story. Dude. It was yeah. awesome. Um, like straight from the mint or something. I forget what the story was behind that, but they did a lot of special things for that deal. Um, and I think that they're really building something there for next year, also. But ever since the tracks under new management, new ownership, uh, they're doing a lot of things, renovating the tower. I went inside the tower. They're cleaning that deal out and, and put like all new bathroom, new rooms in there. Um, so they're, you know, in reinvesting in that place. So that was, it was really cool. For, for my money, the best. I don't know, four or five hour door slammer show that you can see in the country. That's awesome.
0: I really can't argue, man. I think Big Dog, I'm I'm really proud of what they're doing and I'm genuinely excited about it. And I'm glad that we get to shine a little bit of a light on it because that that is a there's such a blueprint there for in my opinion. There's such a blueprint there for a badass local series, right? Like, I think that there are times, like we are, there's room for more of that in our sport. Oh, yeah. Cause I think like there's this, I'm seeing it. There's so many things they do. Right. And we can talk about a bunch of them here and, and I'd like to, but creating that consistency uh, on a Thursday night, they're not they don't have the typical competition that you have on the weekend. Right. It's a short, compact show. They just they do so many things right with that deal. And I with, love with the hear big that. Names, that they, though. I mean, like the, the yeah, big names yeah, yes, Jason show up and, so, hair, so, and show they're developing, developing Travis Harvey. Yeah,
2: awesome. and, and they've got it. You know, we we uh, have been down this path with World Series of Pro Mod trying to balance the rules and and keep all these combinations together. And you're going to have your your outliers. But Travis Harvey went a three seventy one with and change and then very the very next pair barry mitchell went a 371 zero i believe so they're right there uh together and just super impressive to run that at that track it's not a bad track or anything but again if you've been there that's what makes it the fact that this the the sands and the fans are right on top of the track the track itself it's not a wide track where you've got you could have like multiple grooves or do your burnout in multiple places there is one place you can do the burnout and one one groove, and you've got to be in that groove and then on the shoots quick to, to get stopped there. So really a, an exciting show um, and looking forward to seeing what they do there next year. And I've got to give I, a, a shout-out to my buddy, Jason. I believe it's, it's Jason Manger. I think is how you pronounce his last name. Met him there. Huge fan of the show. And I, I promised him that if Barry Mitchell won the race that we, we would have Barry on the show this week. But Barry was runner-up to... Jamie Chappell, who was deserving of the win. He made some awesome runs in the War Eagle Corvette. Really cool to see him. Longtime pro mod racer and local guy having some success. Uh, and he actually took home the $20,000 in the trophy. So honorable mention to Barry Mitchell and the and the crew honorable there. Mention. And I told him I'd give him that shout out.
0: I got Jamie's number from Rick Moore uh, because I was going to call him this week because it's just like, man, that's such a special thing that's happening the the way it stood the test of time and i saw jason harris a quote card that showed up on the drag illustrated social uh shout out to kayla and nate and the whole team uh di killing it on social media but anyways it was like that twenty thousand dollars fantastic but that dog that dog trophy is Mm -hmm. really what they're after and it was funny because i actually ended up you know i'll Kind of share with you guys my weekend and it was a long week down here. Oh my goodness. I think uh, the whole team down here at the Texas Motorplex outside of Dallas, Billy Myers, incredible facility that has since been taken over by his daughter, Christy Meyer and her husband, Barry, just incredible people in a 10 day marathon, man. I My first trip out to the Motorplex uh, in the last 10 days was last Friday. And it's like, just one trip out there after another. It's holy moly. But the, the music festival, all that they do locally, it, it's massively impressive. Not a detail missed as far as I'm concerned. But uh, speaking of trophies, Wednesday night at the Champions Dinner out at the the Motorplex inside the beautiful Top Eliminator Club there, I had a conversation with Elon Warner from Warner Communications, and we were talking about trophies. I don't even actually know how we got on this. But It's funny how like that Piedmont big dog trophy, there's some secret sauce in building like a legacy behind that trophy and and pouring meaning into it and all the iconic photos and all the photos that it's been sitting there in the middle of the track. Yeah. yeah, They
2: put it up there on the middle of the track.
0: They're proud of it. They they do it right. You know, and we need the sport needs more of that. It was interesting because Elon said to me, he goes, man, in HRA, He was, it's interesting, like drag racing is pretty much the only sport where the trophy, the same trophy gets presented over and over and over. Like that doesn't, he said to me that NASCAR only gives out one trophy a year, the championship trophy. All the other trophies are a product of the track or the event, right? So, and it's like the same with IndyCar. They give out one trophy, the IndyCar World Championship. Right. That's their trophy. He made a point to me that if you go to forces shop, John force racing or whatever, you got to get down on your freaking hands and knees to read the label on the front of a Wally to see where it's from. And it's amazing that that, that the NH race built that, but it does to me show or demonstrate that there's an opportunity to maybe have trophies that are event specific he mentioned well, we've seen a know,
2: few of those, right? Like the silver enough, ones right? like, and, and some different variations.
0: But look at but how it, much it stands out. Like the motorplex, as an example, you've got well, you win down there. You're getting the hat, right? The right, hat. You're going to get to pick the dinner at the champion's dinner. Like they really build a lot into winning that race, the belt buckle—it's a whole thing. I mean, it's a huge. You get the ice deal. cream the,
2: scoop at The Norwalk. ice cream scoop
0: at Norwalk. The I think you the get chalice like a, and Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah, the wine That's, chalice and Sonoma. Those but are like really those ones are some of the most. Of. But those are some of the most. I mean, what did we do? Like we just identified a few of the most celebrated races in all of drag racing. Those but are some special different. events.
2: It's a different. It's like referred to differently if you think about it. It's not the Wally. It's a Wally, Wally. and even they yeah. even. uh kind of brand it like some of these other events like when they do i don't know like the streetcar stuff or something and they'll yeah. say we're racing for a wally this weekend and that you know they'll actually get like i think a smaller or wally they have like a glass
0: cut out of one they've more, got a, right they've got a slew of different versions of it they're scaled it's down
2: like, it's yeah. like a uh badge of honor obviously to how many of those bad boys that are all the exact same can you stack up on your wall like at don schumacher racing or jegs when we went there um john force obviously so it is a different deal i honestly never even thought that that nascar or any car doesn't give out a trophy for every race
0: i'd never thought about it either but it really Mm -hmm. kind of opened my eyes to the thought to the fact that there's an opportunity there like i'm if i'm any track owner that isn't in the Bader's, isn't the Stampede of Speed, isn't Sonoma. I'm thinking of what I can do next year to make, because we've talked about this before on the show, that you, what can we do? There's a couple things. What's how it? can I you make the... the venues look visibly different? And how can, you, like, how can you make winning your event unique and not just another race with a different backdrop or whatever? I mean, you show up at the Motorplex, dude, on Sunday morning, they had Longhorns grazing alongside the track in the grass, like just, just there just, to just set for, the tone, just for ambiance, just, just for ambiance. So like you show up and I'm sitting down there walking. It's before the racing starts or whatever you walk around and there are literally cowboys on horseback and girls on horseback watching over these longhorns as they graze up and down the side of the track. And I mean, if you looked at it from a drone, any footage that's captured from this past weekend, it's going to be unmistakable where it's at and what was happening. It's obviously at the motorplex and it's obviously during the Stampede of Speed. Can you say that about many other national events? Like yeah. if you just mm-hmm. glance, could it just be a well attended any event? Is there a way to identify what exactly is happening at a glance? I would argue that in most cases, you can't. I mean, obviously, if the parking lot's full, there's only a handful of events that do that at drag racing uh, facilities. But I, I think that that's a real powerful thing that what's, i would love to see more tracks do i mean we could that come up with horn? somewhere we could workshop it
1: what's that um oliver oliver, oliver. who has a huge the biggest right? long yeah yeah he's got a big well, following i mean and that's that first that's time part I of the winning that, experience I thought, I thought, you know I, it, it stood there outside of where we ate the championship dinner last year remember that it, yeah I, I literally thought it was <laughs> it, it was fake you know, <laughs> really, like upon a first glance, oh, yeah, you thought it was thought, fake. Yeah. It was there well. when I came out, it was there when I went in, it was there and it came out. It didn't seem like it had moved at all. You know, it like, don't move why is that tongue. guy standing there next to it. Oh, he's taking care of it. It's real. Oh my God. Can I get a picture? W- would you uh, move man. a lot if you were that built like that? I wouldn't stand there. It takes a lot to move, move. Too. but it's got to be, it's gotta be wore out. It's had a long got to be me.
0: <laughs> it's had a, it's been paraded around all yeah. over. What should be what should
2: be the special branding for World Series? I'm thinking like a like a Coors Light can, like a like a glass, uh, or acrylic award. JT, uh, yeah, a big I like that. Coors Light, yeah, that'd be the official.
1: Yeah, and then like the top to <laughs> branding where you could drink out of it too, right? Yeah. There you <laughs> well, go. see, I was just thinking to myself, it feels like
0: maybe we're going to need something that can be drank out of, like that you can drink. Oh yeah, out of. I no, think. Well, you, know, what you have could, to because uh, I mean, that, go that, south in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, it could go south in
1: yeah. a hurry. Well, I mean, you could drink, out, I'm not of, you drink, drink out of a cowboy hat, you
0: know? Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But I'm telling you again. So let's like workshop this as a group here. I mean, are there any tracks on the NHRA schedule or PDRA schedule that like really stick out? Like to me immediately, and maybe this already happened. I think it, maybe I, if I remember bits and pieces of my conversation with Elon from Wednesday night, maybe he's the one who told me this. But is there a trophy at Gateway that has the arch on it? Did they do special trophies? Oh, they if they didn't, yeah, they should have. They, I mean, they should have an arch trophy. Yep. What could, uh, couldn't the Gator Nationals be like a a chrome gator or something? That's like a huge deal. I mean, because NHRA is in a tough spot because they don't want to lessen they got, they the significance of, of a Wally. You don't want to lessen the significance. Yeah, real. We've seen real alligators brought into the winter circle. Yeah. Which could be, thing, could be a thing. Which could 100% yeah. be a thing. If I'm then, I am. I'm walking a big old 12 or 16 foot long alligator. Out there into the winter circle. I mean, you probably get that done for a few thousand bucks. I want to say it was like five hundred bucks to bring that little. i
1: insurance on that might be the the kicker.
0: <laughs> yeah, but don't they do that? Don't they have some tamed ones? Or is there no such thing as a tamed alligator?
1: People yeah, put their heads in. I'm going to go with no. But does it just happen in movies? I, I don't know. Like. What
2: about that alligator we what brought from What about Joe Dirt? Like, Slider. what about the
1: one from the movies? Yeah, but like it, the one but from the, the Joe Dirt movie. It was, it was, is that fake? It was a young one, then we had it taped.
2: Yeah, but it's like.
0: Well, I'm not saying, like, feed it in front of everybody. I'm saying, like, rapids. <laughs> don't they put like a rubber band around it? Yeah, rubber. you get a ratchet strap. This is going to be, I'm going to get in trouble with PETA or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, Man, ratchet strap is mouth shut. Wheel it out there.
1: I've watched yeah. swamp people. I, I've, I'm pretty much a professional at this it shit. Might take I'll just take care of this for us, okay? i got i got it
0: okay okay so well i got the alligator hey this ain't our problem this is actually the racetrack yes, Gainesville. Sure. Ra- i was just going to run through the list gainesville needs to have an alligator yeah. in the winner's circle if they don't so we're going to fix this one what's the next one um the, like if we go back to bandamere which i i for my money i almost bet happens um i think we're going to have weeks of content here just talking about all the tracks we mourned going away that ultimately <laughs> don't i think it's freaking hilarious like i've Oh my god, we've we've had I mean how many tears have spilled into beers over the course of 2023 thus far over tracks closing that probably aren't closing. Um anyways, interesting. But like you could do something rocky mountainish, right? Like a mountain range badass thing out there. They do a killer job at, at
2: There's at, your Coors uh, can right there.
0: Oh, there's uh, your Coors. just co-brand
2: it with Coors. Yep, co-brand
0: it with Coors. Yep. Um who else is what's another bat What could you they do a pretty good job in Vegas, but you know what? This is part of the Speedway Motors thing. They got the, the showgirls out there. Yeah. They, they do a great job in the Winter circle at Vegas. I got to give them that. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying that I think that you've got to – what can we do? I say this all the time, and this is like the, the, the pump-up speech that I give before World Series of Pro Mod, and I think any promoter worth their weight or whatever feels this way, but people do not remember what happens at your events they remember how they felt at your event. And that starts from the moment they pull in the gate to the time they leave it. And I think you've got to, as promoters and as event operators, we're all tasked with the same thing, m- creating memories. How in positive, fond memories that people can't wait, that will they will go out of their way to chase, right? They will pursue those memories, having them again, and they, they, they stay excited about it. And I think that that's what all of us in the event promotion business are really tasked with, is creating memorable experiences and longhorns and hats and all of those things and championship dinners and ice cream scoops and all that stuff is a huge part of that. I mean, you I'm telling you, man, I think that uh, I got to give again, I don't want to make this whole thing about the stampede of speed, but they, they didn't miss. They didn't miss a single thing this past weekend. I mean, they have found so many ways to create incredible memories for their racers, for their fans and uh well, you know, let's talk. I mean, let's, standard, let's
2: roll into that. Let's talk about what happened there this weekend. I mean, I can't believe that we are there are only two races left in the HRA season, yeah, nice. which is kind of crazy. And that was a hell of a race. I mean, outside of obviously all the presentation, everything that we've been talking about, but uh, the the event itself with the weather conditions that were presented, we saw some some awesome racing.
0: Let me take a minute real quick to remind you guys that each and every episode of the West Buck show is made possible by way of FlowRacing.com. If you're a drag racer or a drag racing fan, you got to get on board with flow racing, the world leader in sports live streaming flow racing provides unlimited access to drag racing's biggest events like Donald Long's lights out, no mercy and sweet 16 every stop on the PDRA and NMCA tours, funny car chaos, world cup finals, streetcar, super nationals, Of course, the Skag Power Equipment Pro Superstar Shootout presented by Johnson's Horsepowered Garage and the world famous, biggest, richest pro mod drag race in the history of the known universe. You know what I'm talking about. The Drag Illustrated World Series of Pro Mod. You're able to watch them all and you're able to do it from the comfort of your own home. The platform provided by Flow Racing is changing drag racing for better and there's no limit to the good they can do here. So log on to flowracing.com today and join the movement some of the best drag racing that I've seen this year. And it's just amazing when we get into record setting season and there's a little chill in the air, there's really no place like the drag strip in October, right? Like wherever you're at, that's when you want to race. It's when you want to race, man. I mean, if you're wearing a hoodie, at the drag strip, it's a good time to be alive. And the sun's shining, and you're wearing a hoodie. Like, oh, my God, that is that is a match made in heaven. Sunshine and hoodie weather. And a drag strip, that's uh, that's a fantastic recipe. But they uh, the good Lord uh, provided incredible weather this past weekend for the NHRA Fall Nationals. And to your point, Mike, holy moly, what's what about some drag racing? Let's start in pro stock, pro stock motorcycle Badass weekend for both those categories. Quickest field ever, quickest qualified field ever in the history of NHRA Pro Stock. The bump was a 653 with a 6, I think. Prior to that, the quickest field in history was like a 655. I mean, it was considerably yeah. slower. Uh, incredible to have 16 cars spread it, across yeah, a 48 most cars to a in the forties.
2: Most cars in the 40s all weekend and, and well over 210. So that place has always been good to Pro Stock cars. If you're, you know... It, it can be dicey, the the narrow groove. We saw that um what was it the uh the Kenny karetsky yeah. um Bruce Allen deal way back when? But uh, that place, when it's right like that, man, it's, it's as good as any as far as conditions for naturally aspirated cars. Well,
0: I mean, in all this drag racing, I mean, it, it, first round was interesting, right? But I mean, very quickly, it was side-by-side 50s, side-by-side uh, 40 runs. I mean, just really, really, really incredible there. That Troy Coughlin and Erica Enders going, I mean, Erica Enders going 646 at 212 there in E1. I, I called it, serious? dude. I called this six months ago. That they were struggling, but you can't count her out. And if you're going to get her out, you've got to get her way out. Nobody
2: called it as closely as I did, judging by the drag race Bracky Bonanza. Oh, listen to it. Standings. <laughs> After coming off my win at Charlotte, where I got me a nice uh, Greg Anderson plaque, I thought I had me an Eric Anders plaque wrapped up. But some dude named Big Boy, who I don't know who this is, but got me on the mile per hour tiebreaker. And beat me by like point zero zero six points, and I'm really quite upset about it because I was hoping to pair that Erica plaque.
1: That would be cool with the it? Greg
2: plaque. Big boy, that would have been pretty badass that been cool. Yeah, big boy. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll <laughs> PayPal you, Venmo, whatever you whatever you got. I need it. I just, but, as far as
0: a championship but, is concerned, like th- everybody was counting this team out it, not that long ago. Oh, they I were know. like in fifteenth place at one point in time. Really rough start to the year, and it just felt like when you get someone, it's like when you got someone hurt in a fight. You got to finish them. You cannot give them any oxygen. Like if they're down, they're hurt. You've got to pour it on oxygen. And I just felt like, like they, <laughs> they did not have. Like there was an opportunity, in my opinion, earlier this year for anybody else, the, the KB teams, some of these independent outliers to make a move. But they didn't. I mean, obviously, everything is is relatively equalized uh, following the NHRA uh, U.S. Nationals where the points reset. And we see all these guys stacked up within 10 points. But like they needed to break her spirit and kind of get her out of the conversation before that started. And it didn't happen. And we saw the tide start to turn. And it's really interesting because if you look at what's happening in top fuel, Kind of the polar opposite. I mean, you have Justin Ashley look like unbeatable all year long. I mean, everybody's talking about him being the best driver in the class and incredible team. Mike Green, Tommy DeLago's got that thing flying. It's repeating, incredible performance. And all of a sudden, we get down to the, you know, the, the point in the season where it really is going to mean something. It's going to matter. And it's been tough for him, right? It's and about so you that can reset. See we it's see that, that we've How seen it over that and reset? over
2: and and peaking too early and doing so well in the regular season. And then it all resets and everybody's bunched up. And we've seen who's excelled since then. And yeah, Erica's leading the points. And guess who's leading the points in top fuel? Leah Pruitt. Yeah. And we saw her win this weekend as well. And that kind of to me was like the theme of the weekend. When we had we saw Angel uh make her debut in Top Alcohol, Dragster as well the The female we could end up with our first, I believe. I'm not a statistician, but I'm just gonna off the top of my head say that for the first time ever. Well, may, maybe not. Maybe maybe Erica and Brittany got the championship in the same year a couple of years ago. But we could end up with two champions, two female champions, and I kind of out of nowhere with Leah Pruitt again, mm-hmm. kind of hit or miss throughout the the regular season. But since the reset, peaking at the right time and. She actually, her and uh, Hagen got the first double up for Tony Stewart racing at the same event. So really just to, like the diversity that we always talk about and how successful these these women are now drag racing. And now we have the a new most successful winningest female in the history of motorsports. Erica not only is leading the points and won this event, but set that record. I believe with 47 wins, she overtakes Angel. we just spoke about out there again now with top alcohol dragster um for that record which i know we've talked to her about um at various times throughout the years as far as being one of the last milestones that she's trying to achieve in her career and now she got that as well so in the end it looked like everyone remembered the struggling and, and writing that team off at the beginning of the year and here we are at the end of the year she set that record she's leading the points. She's winning races. And so they're right back, right back at it again, where we expect to see that team every year.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things real quick going to Erica's performance. I just want to I mean, obviously, the cars we saw everybody running really well this weekend. Like we just talked about the quickest field ever assembled in the history of NHRA Pro Stock 653 bump. But to see the way Erica steadily progressed throughout the weekend, I mean, they came in with the performance on on uh, Sunday morning. Obviously, like I said, 646 off the trailer in the first round. But here's what I like to see is that 056 and E1 027 and E2. O 012 and E3, right? O 026. Like her lights steadily improved. She knew what she was doing. And I'm sure in the final against Dallas, it's this whole thing of they're they're mindful about adjusting the clutch linkage, air gap, like everything they that know, they're
2: doing. They, they like know, know what their reaction time is. What gonna light be. they're
0: going to put in this thing. Basically. I don't understand. I still
2: can't it's figure incredible. that out. It's incredible.
0: Like to, for her to be consistent enough that they can make changes to the car and slow her reaction time down or speed it up. And I'm sure there in the final, it's like, okay, we got all the. You got all the makings, right? You got the the young gun that's killing it over on the KB Titan side. You got the legend in Erica. I don't think there's any real meaningful rivalry between Erica Enders and Dallas Glenn, but it's like he's the guy right now. I mean, if you had to pick somebody that's really come on, you know, really early in his career and is just an absolute badass. I mean, you're talking about Dallas Glenn. I don't know that there's anybody that's made a more significant impression in pro stock drag racing quicker than he has. I mean, he's really, most people kind of are spend several, even Erica Enders, even Greg Anderson, two icons of our sport spent several years in relative obscurity, right? D and Q's not making good runs, struggling, bouncing around a little bit. Dallas Glenn from the jump has been a hitter out here. So I think Erica goes into that final round, probably revved up. And it's a battle of like, let's not give this away. Can't red light. You know, we know we got a car that can win this race. Go up there, go green, cut a good light and win. What
2: was and the light in the that, finals?
0: O twenty six to an 055, 053. Dallas
2: had an 053?
0: Uh, Dallas had an 053. And I've wondered for a long yeah. time how long because JT and I have talked about this, Mike, I think you and I have as well, but that the pressure mm-hmm. to have your light double O Dallas. Like, right. when that becomes your calling card, holy moly. And I think that that – and this isn't – it's our job to provide our opinion on this stuff. And I'm not saying we're right. But this is – or I'm right. But this is when an Erica Enders or a Greg Anderson that have been there before, right? And like, I'm not saying Dallas hasn't been in a championship chase. He obviously has just last year. But still, when you've not been in these pressure cooker moments time and time and time again, like, Erica hardly knows how to handle – Having a commanding lead. You know what I mean? Hardly knows how to handle playing the game without her back against the wall. And I think that that's, man, that's when you really separate and that's when you find things out. I mean, and it's, and that's going to be, it comes with time. I can't imagine, I don't think, I mean, I think it's something that comes with reps and sets.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's to me, like his understanding of the car, too, like get back to that clutch linkage deal and yep. having literally worked on every aspect of the things. Um, I think has helped him have that success early on. Yeah. I think he talked about that with yeah. us yeah. and the way these, the, the way pro stock is now. And it's just, everyone wants to complain about, Oh, well, anybody can just buy a ride these days or whatever. And that may be true to a, de- to a degree with the engine program and the way the whole elite KB, you're either on one of those two teams. Right. Um, but you still have to have pro stock is the class where if you can't drive that car, it's going to show immediately. And, and we see drivers determine the performance of that car more than any other class.
0: And there's so there's be there, no doubt. Yeah. And it's in like, I've heard so re- it said, re- regardless of where said, you start,
2: right? Or, yeah. or you buy your way into a ride or jump into a winning ride like he did? It's still going to show if you can't drive the car.
0: Regardless of, like you said, regardless of where you start, it is, it's kind of a pass fail. And I've heard it said that anybody can drive a pro stock but very pro stock car, but very few people can do it well. And I think that that's and do it consistently well, right? I mean, we've seen all sorts of guys have great days, right? Got a lucky horseshoe up their rear end, you know, that we've all had those moments. But the people that are able to consistently perform in those conditions consistently be the difference maker, eh, they're few and far between, man. And that's what makes pro stock, like such a fun category to follow is that it really, I mean, you can give everybody the same equipment and send these drivers out there. And it's a human being is going to make the difference in those cars every single time. I mean, I think,
2: I think pro stock motorcycle probably fits that bill. I agree. Yeah. In a lot of ways too. And we're seeing gauge Herrera. Oh my God. Really just kind of put the hammer down Uh, one again this weekend. Uh, His point lead. If you look at the other categories, I mean, we're talking about top fuel separated by four points. Uh, Pro stock is separated by 85. Uh, funny car by 36 and then you go to pro stock motorcycle and it's 156 uh point difference there mike do you did you ever imagine that
0: we would be talking about leah pruitt as a championship contender like i'm not trying to downplay you know her success or anything like that but i mean my goodness she has arrived on the scene here like it was just not really on my radar to be honest a scenario where we would talk about be talking about leah pruitt leading the top fuel points, especially this is the most competitive era we've ever seen in top fuel drag racing. And Leah's out here in the thick of things, man. She's, she's out front.
2: It's all about getting right at the hot time or getting right at the hot time or getting hot at the right time is, is yeah. <laughs> we would normally say. And, and, you know, peaking too early, I really think is a deal. We've seen it twice in a row now with Justin Ashley. I feel like we were kind of having the same conversation last year where he, he wasn't he going into the the race in Texas with the points lead. It and was. then it kind of all came apart there. He's still only 100 points back. Um, but, man, you got a tight three-way race right now in top field with Leah, Doug, and Torrance. Torrance is always there, always hanging around, lurking for that championship. We're not surprised there. No, we talked about that. But Doug Calida, I mean, who who saw Doug Kalita going on the run that he's been on for the last what month or month and a half? But
1: everybody was kind of waiting um, so, for that though, weren't they? I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, one hundred percent. Everyone's yeah, I mean, been we waiting for that for waiting
2: right? for thirty yeah. years. You know, with, with Doug, we everyone has known it's there, and finally getting that that deal together, um, and having that success. So really, it's you know. Saying that about Leah, I'm as surprised about Leah as I am with Doug. But two, obviously, top-tier teams, top-tier drivers with the experience um, to match. And so from that regard, I'm, I'm not surprised. And wouldn't it be wild to see Hagan and Pruitt win a championship would in the same year yeah. for Tony Stewart Racing?
0: I think it'd be enormous, man. And it, I mean, the stage is set. And if I'll tell you what, the... I, w- I was actually lucky enough this past week to get to spend a little bit of time with Tony Stewart, um, and you know, not like I'm hanging out with my homeboy or anything. But we yeah, had you were this weekend. A no, humble brag. No, I'm not drop trying to. Him. I'm not trying to drop a name. but I am. I'm not trying to pull a Stephen A. Smith and like talk about my buddy Tony Stewart. Right? It's not. He's not like. But well, you didn't fly. Uh, out I am to PJ getting to with know him.
2: him, like Nate.
0: No, I did not. You're
2: you're never going to top me. (laughs) No,
0: you can't top that one. You know, that's a, that's a tough story to, to beat, but for real, you can sense there is a spirit of competition in that camp that is unique. You can feel even Tony's intensity, like watching him. So I'll share a couple like anecdotal stories. So Saturday night I had a meeting uh, with a bunch of the pro people and we went over to Tony's pits and it was like he had unfortunately just lost, you know, not for unfortunately, fortunately or whatever, but for unfortunately for Tony, he had just lost to Angel Sampe, uh, in top alcohol dragster. And I mean, he was fired up, man. I mean, it was just like for me, it was a really cool glimpse into the kind of competitor this guy is, because I do think that it would be easy to sit on the sidelines and say he's having fun. He's just racing to pass the time. His wife's there. He's got this team. He's got clearly Tony Stewart does nothing halfway. And to see the the his passion for what he's doing that I think a lot of people could easily kind of just look over, you, you know what I mean? Or say is just him kind of going through the motion. I mean, this guy's here to win. I mean, he wants to win an NHRA Top Alcohol Dragster World Championship. I mean, it is, it's a big, this is no having fun. This is no getting my thrills going drag racing or whatever. This is a competition driven deal. And it's hard to imagine a scenario that that doesn't spill over to everybody else on the team. Like there is a burning desire amongst that group, not to go have fun at the races. I mean, and they I'm sure they're having fun. Don't get me wrong. Drag racing is the most fun, right? But they're there to win, man. And it is just, you can feel it. You can see the way like Tony, have you ever caught those when the Fox cameras cut to Tony and he's on the starting line <laughs> standing behind. And yeah. I mean, you, I mean, he's serious business over there, man. And what a situation. I mean, they are technically in competition in contention for three world championships across three different divisions. I don't know that they could make any more of a splash. They being Tony Stewart racing, right? Like they could not have you see this happen in other sports and in in other motorsports where like some big name people kind of come in and get their man. He's become a player in our space very quickly. I mean, it is a real deal that I did not see changing. I think a lot of people
2: would appreciate hearing that. I mean, I think if you look at Tony now and you, or you've you've been around him or just seen him at the races, it's a different Tony than what we're used to seeing in the, in the heyday of the NASCAR competition and, and how he was the, you know, the black hat, the, the, the willing villain or whatever you want to say, um, always speaking his mind and, and, uh, was the, was the bad boy of NASCAR at that time. And then you see him now, he he is much more chill, but to hear that story, I think he, I think you told me yesterday, he said, sorry, like once he kind of calmed down for a minute, sorry, I just, I just don't deal well with losing. And <laughs> yeah. to, to see that, to see that competitive desire in drag racing, um, I, I think, you know, re- reiterates the fact that he's serious about this stuff and he's not, this is not just him, like all those things you said, or just because. Uh, his wife is racing or this is just something fun to do or he's bored with nascar whatever the case is i think that no matter what he does he's, he's still he tony
1: stewart super you know like, like yeah he, he doesn't want to go out there and lose to anybody you yeah. know no. i mean like because he is tony at stewart, anything you know? i mean like i mean really i mean yeah. i mean i hate to say it like that but you know <laughs> he's raced about everything he's wanted about everything you know like he does not want to lose
0: Man, I got to tell you, I, like, I this is either. probably something I shouldn't be saying in a public setting, but I'm going to say it: is that I've, I'm really inspired by him. You know, um, I, I think that he, I kind of appreciate that he's been into a lot of different things. I mean, I know, like, I I have my own like history of like I get I get excited about a lot of different stuff. You guys know that, right? And I and <laughs> no. I, I like I so he kind of makes me feel normal because I've got like six thousand interests, uh, but his willingness to just take things on, like go head on and compete. I got a lot of respect for it. And I I gotta be honest, like with the announcement of the Skag Power Equipment Pro Superstar Shootout powered by J.H.G., uh, presented by J.H.G., Johnson's Horsepowered Garage. It was great to see Jason Johnson, the whole camp, Chris and Jackie, everybody from Nashville this past weekend in Texas. And it was also great to see them wearing cowboy hats in the Winter Circle on Sunday night. But anyways... This has kind of changed my vantage point in the sport of drag racing, right? I mean, you guys have been here for it. Like we have all these relationships that are kind of like rock solid. And then we announce that we're putting on a top fuel, a funny car race. And all of a sudden those things are, are different, right? Things change. It's been very interesting. But Tony, since day one, since the pro race was first discussed back in April, he was always in my ear saying, we don't got to worry about being friends with everybody. We don't got to be best buddies. We don't have to be nice. And 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 part of my whole shtick is being nice, right? But at the same time, right. if, if compete is what y'all want to do, compete is what we will do. And you've seen Tony like go do his own thing, go head-to-head with people, put on his own events, create his own thing. And to me, it's just a reminder to ch- serve your own vision, not the vision of others. What do you see? What do you want to pursue? And I feel like maybe that's why... I feel like that's what we're doing here is like we're pursuing our collective vision for the sport of drag racing. And a lot of times I've felt like some pressure to kind of get in where we fit in. Right. And not make waves. And you know what? Screw it. Let's make waves. Let's splash. Matter of fact. And hey, gang, remember that each and every episode of the show is made possible by way of our friends at Stroud Safety. Stroud Safety is known for their top quality safety equipment from drag chutes and seatbelts to fire suits and blankets, all 100% made in America. Log on to StroudSafety.com today and make sure you tell them we sent you.
2: It's, it's so true, man. It's, it, Tony is definitely an example of that. Like, it, it brings to mind the SRX deal. And then they have a race at Eldora, his track that he owns. And I watched that event, and I think he led every single lap. Like, he might have been lapping the damn field. So this is the series (laughs) that he owns at the track track he owns. owns. And he could just, you know, make it – keep it interesting or, you know, whatever he wanted to do. Nah, he is kicking these dudes' ass. (laughs) Like, like just – no let up. And that speaks to exactly what you're saying. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna go out here and whip some ass because I want to. I'm not I don't care if they think that it's unfair or I've got the advantage of this track or whatever. I'm gonna show you how much I've got and, right. and let it eat. So that's that's I mean, his mentality for sure.
0: And it's like on the media side, and I mean, I do you guys agree? Like, I feel like we we go out of it, we play nice, like we play so nice with everybody. And it's funny because I can, I'm, I'm some, I'm feeling some not nice playing from NHRA all of a sudden. And it's like, oh man, is this the is this the dance we're gonna do? Is we're gonna make this whole thing contentious because we're having a race a month before your season starts, right? You're that insecure. Like, this is going to be a thing we're going to, we're going to do this. And that's kind of how it feels right now. And it's been people like Tony that have kind of kept me inspired and uh, and he, amongst several others to like continue pursuing our vision and that like, man, there's, there's room, there's room, there is. it's, it is a very, there's room, there's totally room. And what, another one that I'm really inspired by has been this whole live golf PGA thing. I'm admittedly no sort of golfer, no sort of golf fan, uh, to be honest,
2: neither is JT. But,
0: neither is jt but i mean what is there a better jt get, tell me is there a better example really of like really coming in and disrupting things and have it ultimately being a positive
1: no i, do you I, know think, what I'm saying? I Like, no matter how I think you it's feel like, about live, like this and and uh and in bull riding i guess you know when the when the pbr when the bow riders said you know what we're gonna go over here and we're gonna put on an event and we're gonna yep. pay big money and because we're just sick of getting treated like we're do shit it the way we want to do it yep you know, and, and you see that stuff with with uh, with both of those, and and uh, I, I guess there's people that hate that that hate on it. You know, there's people that like it, and but that but that's sports, right? I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have sports if there wasn't two different sides.
0: Yeah, competition. Yeah, you know, and it's I, I think uh, for me, like I feel that anything that's being done in the name of like advancing the sport,
1: I, I think deserves some support hey man and if, you know and what and I mean? if it, like, if deserves, it works it, if it works it's great for all of us you know and if it doesn't you can sit over there on the sidelines and say hey i told you that's why we're who we are and you guys stay out of our lane you know but well that's a, but just just support it for right now and, and maybe yeah. learn something in the long run hell who the knows? live but thing we'll is a good something. example we'll definitely learn
2: something like jt i mean correct me if i'm wrong but the live thing even the guys that were against it the fact that they merged and what that's going to do financially for them It, it, already, is, is it a win. It already has
1: because because they and they so had, but had to but start still paying more. And now you've got right. now you've got two two sanctioning bodies of professional golfers who gives all these other guys that are trying to be pro- professional golfers more of an opportunity because it took off you know fifteen names off the PGA list of some of the best players in the world. You know, well that's fifteen spots that's opened up for somebody down here. You see it from the from the cornfield, but there's still a rift, they and then despite the paying no more money, right?
2: Huh? Yeah, but even, even despite the merger, there's still this rift right between a little bit, yeah, like the guys that went over to live originally, yeah, a little bit, and kind of blazed the trail that ended up benefiting everybody, and then you got like your people, your PGA diehards, and aren't these guys still beefing like every weekend a little
1: bit? And then and then they kind of yeah. got burnt by the PGA, which made that that whole thing kind of hard, you know? Because here they are. You know, being the, the kind of the the spokesperson for the PGA the, you know from the, the player's perspective and then all of a sudden they find out on Twitter, you know, that they're gonna merge and they're going, wait, because you know there was some you know there were some by, behind the scenes conversations that happened saying, guys, go out there and wave our flag for us. You know, come on, let's Let's get everybody on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Unity. We'll Unity. We're yep. all on the same team. We'll take team. care of you. We're going to get you more money. money. We're going to get. And then all of a sudden, you open Twitter one more, and you are like, like, "Hey, ooh. so <laughs> um. I thought you told me <laughs>
0: we were never going to do that, right?" Yeah. Um, but it, man, you can do a lot more. The the unification. That's what I'm the most proud of. Because I've heard all of it, right? Even this past weekend in Texas, I had somebody say to me, oh, that pro deal, it's just, that's just like a glorified test session, right? And I said, well, I I don't, I won't repeat what I said because it wasn't super friendly. Um, but that, you are missing, you just don't, well, A, what an insult to everybody that's been involved with this, right? Because, I mean, we're booking bands, building stages. I mean, it's I mean the amount of work that's happening at Bradenton Motorsports Park right now to make this deal happen—pouring asphalt, moving scoreboards—I mean it's unbelievable the amount of work that's going into this thing. I'm talking about full work weeks for everybody involved, on top of the other things they're
2: already doing, right? And and, and significant investment from a lot of people and a lot of companies. Massive and I think that investment. When that's gonna that's gonna be a cool thing when we start uh, rolling out those announcements, also. But
0: what we're what we're doing is we're unifying these people, right? And I don't know what's going to come from it. To be honest, I've got mixed emotions because it's, uh, as much as I I said this casually to somebody and I stand by it, like if you've got an opportunity to put on a race and have people like John Force, Ron Capps, Brittany Forrest, Steve Torrance, Leah Pruitt, Matt Hagen, Robert Height, come support it, be a part of it, you do whatever, you move forward, right? You do it because there's, no matter what you do, you do it. And it's no secret that like Pro Mod is what I do, right? Like Pro Mod, Door Slammer, Drag Racing Is my passion. It's what I care about most. But I see an opportunity to elevate door slammer drag racing by this association and having this event like in our repertoire, right? Like that we have these significant happenings. Like that's what I I want drag illustrated. I want our group to be I want to put on the biggest drag races in the world. Period. Right. And I and I want to use all the resources that are available to me. I see these things as like weight classes, you know what I mean? Where you got heavyweight and lightweight but sometimes your biggest stars are in featherweight. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't I mean that's what's happening in boxing, right? I mean you've got Canelo. I mean he's not 240. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean he's he, I don't know what cruiserweight maybe. I don't know. Whatever. My point is that I don't really care what kind of there's just different classes, right? The point My is you don't know the preference.
2: class. You're you're you know the name right. and you know what he Correct. how good he is. That's what that's what matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You matter. It matters how good he is in that respective class. But this whole thing, it's been interesting because you see what I'm seeing like this past weekend is these guys really, we've got to get them sold on believing that they're stars. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is I actually think that like there are some people in our pro mod world that are more like comfortable in the star role than some people that race top fuel and funny car right now. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, like Jay Cox comes to mind. Like he, I mean, he's on his way out as far as retiring as a driver. Right. But you can tell he knows that he is like, he has a character that he has to play. And it, unfortunately for Jay, he's the character is himself. It's no act, but he recognized, do you guys follow what I'm saying? Like he gets that. He is this guy that everybody expects to have a one liner and everybody expects to go and blow the scoreboards down or blow the hood scoop off. trying right? He he's embraced that persona. And I tell you what, man, based on what I've learned the last few weeks, we got some work to do in the NHRA world or with these top fuel, funny car pro stock guys, the, the ones that are really ready to embrace like being a superstar, being, being a personality, being someone, uh, doing the interviews, doing the media. And it all goes back to the fact that historically there's not really been a business opportunity for these guys in NHRA. Do you, do you guys like, cause it's, they're spending money. They're losing money. They're not making any like they're actually any time that they put into racing, they're probably losing money, right? Cause if they were running their business or pouring into some new project or whatever, they'd be making money. So we have to change that so that they will be willing to embrace that role more. Does it make sense? Mike JT? It does.
1: It does. Well, I think, well, I think also, that's why though yeah, ahead, that we don't see, you know, it's, it's sad that we don't see drag racing looked at more as a sport. And maybe it's because of that. We've let, you Know that we've let the fans in to be right on top of them, that we've not paid them the purses that they probably deserve. Um, you know, if it was paying, we've big not money given them all, an opportunity these, yeah, to right, make to, money doing then you're going to feel Like, like just a imagine, star, and then you're going to be treated like a star. You know, there's no reason right. why I wasn't out in Vegas and, and being able to go down there on the floor and place bets on the nature, the area. drag race in Texas. Yes, yeah, That's it's ridiculous.
0: Well, think about it like this would. Like, just imagine if Tiger Woods was also a, land, a landscaping guy. Yeah, he's the best golfer in the world, but he's got a landscaping business that pays his bills, right? <laughs> How much media <laughs> would Tiger have done? Do you know what I'm saying? He probably would have gotten less drama. Far less. Well, <laughs> far less. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like he's, I mean, when you take those guys and it's like, okay, there's nothing in it for me. There's no reason, like, it's this whole thing. In many ways, it feels like it's built on the generosity and the the good nature of all these people that exist in the sport of drag racing. I mean, the ones that are out there, like, promoting or whatnot, they're just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. There's really nothing in it for them, right? There's no pay-per-view points. There's no, you know, uh, percentage of the gate. There's no revenue share. Isn't, I mean, that probably how why, excited- isn't
1: that probably why you have a high higher turnover rate from – you, if let's say you go back five, six years ago or whatever, because eventually, if you if if you don't have those purses and and that stardom, it's easy to say it's it's easier for you to say that. Well, I've got three kids now; that are heavily involved in sports. I would probably like to spend more time at home. You know, yeah, where it runs its course. Where a guy it runs that's out, that, that's especially what it is. when NBA you're losing your ass gonna, doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yes. right. You're
0: losing your ass doing it. Like you're going. I'm having so much fun, but. It's kind of like being like an alcoholic and just deciding one day, like, well, you know, I have it's a ton of
1: fun, fun drinking with my friends, but it ain't fun anymore. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I go JT's out. JT's like, I'm,
2: what the hell are you talking
1: about? Oh that's yeah, not like, that's, well, that's, that's, I this feel our, seen. this is an hour stand-up comedy show from Mike when he gets on a roll about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. but no. yeah, like, don't you? Do you know morning, what I'm saying? i have to charge for have that. Fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of having fun not but I'm telling you until we create an environment in drag racing where the juice is worth the squeeze we are when we're going to struggle yep. and that's that's what I want to be responsible like if 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 when I look back on all this I want to feel that we were constantly working to make sure the juice is worth the squeeze. We started in, in the media, right? That's where it started. And we knew that the opportunity that we had, right, that was something that we could do right now, what, what was the pain point? Every business is built on solving a problem, right? What, what's the pain point? Identify the pain point. What I saw 20 years ago when we were kicking the doors open at Drag Illustrated was I can't pay all these guys to go drag racing, but what can I do? I can make them feel really good about it. Right, And that has been, we joke all the time, our primary function at Drag Illustrated is to make sure that racers feel good about the the investment of time and money that they're making in the sport of drag racing, right? Because we know they're not going to win a lot, right? They're not going to win a bunch of money. I mean, some of them do, but the rule is that you're going to spend a ton of money going drag racing, right? What's the joke? If the quickest way to become a millionaire, drag racing is start out as a billionaire, right? Right. I mean, it's a, its so I'd well told known that it's a that meme story
2: this weekend. Sadly, right? it's so
0: funny that it's like a stereotype. It's a joke. It's—it's it's so true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah absolutely.
2: Mean, yeah. But even even back to what you started with, talking of comparing in HRA and saying that kind of surprisingly, you've got more work to do with these guys to get them out of their shell or to promote compared to pro mod guys. I feel like it's it's a necessity And any of the pro mod guys that have had success over the last 20 years have good, been good self promoters. I think about the early days. Uh, I think about um, the Stevie Jacksons, the the Jay Coxes. You you have to, oh, and it goes further to,
0: back. Scotty Cannon. Yeah. Shannon Jenkins. Like these guys knew the cars. If they weren't a star, they would try to make if they weren't a car. You had to be friendly to make the car a character. Well, and even know?
2: then you had to even a Scotty or shannon um my dad i I watched my dad he a lot of his success was his accessibility to the media and willingness to do a display or a radio spot where do you think that came from was that just
0: born out of necessity i I think it
1: was was. right well it's it's about putting on a
2: show on the track but my my dad has no big personality you know that he's just a cut that is his his, oh uh, no! Your dad style. has a
0: distinct character, well, and he, that he his character
2: his character is the humble guy Good or whatever. Boy. But he yes. allowed the media to tell that, tell the story, and to build him up. And, and a lot of these guys did. He wasn't the only one. That's kind of an unsung deal of the early pro mod days is their recognition that this honestly that kind of mentality is what got pradome and 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 uh, McEwen and and all the guys Garlets is what forwarded their career uh, down the path. And, and back to your comparison of door slammer guys versus NHRA and that it's surprising, I feel like in the NHRA deal, it's it's still more about, it's less about the self-promotion. They've, they've usually got a team that's doing that for them, or if not, it's reliance on the NHRA themselves to do it. Yeah, Or that the NHRA, the organization is bigger than any one team. That has always been the mentality of NHRA, is it's all about the NHRA the, you can't let an individual overshadow the, the oval. Right. And that to me, I think is what we've seen. It's what's been, we've known that, but it's been surprising to kind of dive into it compared to what we're used to where guys are like uh, lone wolves or outlaws or freelancers and they're available to race anybody anywhere. They're not tied to any series. They've got their pro mod will travel. You know what I mean? And that's, and you have to do the self promotion. Whereas the NHRA, it's like, well, I'm not doing it. I'm just here to drive this car. Somebody else needs to handle that stuff. I don't really know how to do it. And that has been an interesting thing. And I wonder, I wonder, uh, you know, what will come of that or how that may change in the near future and, and kind of melding those two together. What will come of that?
1: It's kind of like that, you know, that they're not, maybe they are bought in for what the NHRA wants them bought in for. But I think maybe when you're talking about Pro Mod and how these guys were good self promoters, because you can go back and even talk about like you said, Stevie Jackson, I would say radial racing was probably at its best when Stevie was down there. And Keith Berry had all those characters, though, but they all were playing their role. You know, they were all.
0: But here's the other thing. And I'm not ever going to say that the financial uh, arrangement made more sense. But I do think most of these guys like they, they could make some money. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, are they gonna pay for their race program? Probably not. You know what I mean? Say maybe there were a few that could. I think Stevie probably did enough winning at one point to offset his racing investment. But and I know that's obviously not. I think at one point case. most
2: people do. The ones all the guys we we've talked about, at some point do. They've found a way. But even but on their that, best year, that's my on point. their best year, they found a way to get in the black. But then every other year they're probably in the red.
0: But do you agree though? Like that's the missing link. And I will admit that the problem is a big one to solve. I mean, I think if we really wanted to think about like the economy that exists in drag racing, especially at the highest levels, and we have to be specific about that because it's different everywhere, but at the highest levels of our sport, we have let the car, it escalated the on-track performance. And I think that this goes back to being so laser focused on the cars. Like there's this ongoing pressure. We got to make the cars faster because that's how we sell them, right? It's it, two lanes aren't enough. Let's add two more. You know, 300's not enough. Let's go 310. 310's not enough. Let's go 320. I mean, even look at how, and I'm not saying it's bad, but it is representative of the issue is that we like lose our collective fucking minds when Mike Salinas goes 300 into the eighth mile. Right? Like, and then we're on the precipice of 340. I mean, I bet I heard 75 people this past weekend at the motorplex say, Man, you think we're going to see 340 this weekend? And I'm just, to me, like, if those moments happen, fantastic. And I understand we're on the door. I, we're on the doorstep of that historic moment. We were talking about no that
2: doubt. Big Dog because we thought we were going to see a 60, the first 360 in, in Who track gives history. gives a
0: shit. Who but cares? Again, I want yeah, to cool, see the biggest it's the show. Names. It's the show. It's all about the I, show. I want to see, like, because here's the other thing. Going back to golf, lots of people golf. Seems to be only a handful of people that golf and we care about it. Lots of people play tennis. Best I can tell, the only time the world cares is when it's Venus and Serena Williams. You know what I'm saying? We have to build stars. Like, I heard multiple times people, I was actually, what a moment. I got to hang out with Richard Tharp, right? Um, uh, King Richard, uh, a drag a nitro funny car legend, right? Got to hang out with him this weekend. And Billy Meyer, getting to talk to Billy Meyer. It was a great time. All these stories talking about Matt racing, and garlets and Shirley Muldowney, and the list goes on. It was fantastic. Um, but they they would jokingly refer to John Force as the truck driver. His story is so prominent that... It's birthed a nickname, not even his chosen nickname, which is Brute Force, right? It's a a manufactured nickname because we know his story so well. I don't think there's anybody that has even a, like, is involved in the sport of drag racing at all that doesn't know that John Force is a former truck driver from Southern California that grew up in a trailer house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a well-told story, but compare and contrast, prior to the final round, I had multiple people up on the starting line uh, ask me, like, hey, what? Where's like what's Leah Pruitt's deal? Where's she from? And I'm going. Case in point, right? Like this. Get ga- this is a. There's huge potential. She has massive potentials, and she's achieved a ton of it, right? But like she could be a John Force level star, but we're not telling her story. People don't even know where she's from. You know what I'm saying? Like I wonder. Th- like we have to be telling this story. I,
1: I wonder. Oh, well, I've said this before. You know that that maybe. <laughs> There's, there's so many, like, so every other sport, you know, the reason that, that, that you have your stars and stuff is because there's a pinnacle, you know, there's, there's a pinnacle and we have in drag racing, we have so many different divisions. Oh, there's no doubt that, you that's know, a problem. That, so it's hard to, okay. Star, 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 you know, like, okay. But it's also, yeah. I,
0: I agree with what you're saying, but don't you think it's more about not knowing like, where's Erica Enders from?
1: Yeah. Texas. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's it's like, like, and I'm just using where you're from as like a what that's like the lowest hanging fruit. Like you know where your favorite people are from. Like where's LeBron James from? Akron, Ohio, right? Uh, I mean, who? you you have to build who? those stories, <laughs> and you, you know what I'm saying? Where's Michael Jordan from? Goatsville,
2: Wilmington. Have you seen Air? That movie Air? Yeah, I finally watched so it over the weekend. Oh, that movie is badass, dude. How'd you have
1: time? Badass. I I got a lot in this weekend. I got a
2: lot in. That was productive. Proud of you. (laughs) Multiple drag races.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That's (laughs) that movie is badass. It is badass. Uh, It is about marketing. Pitch in the dream. Pitch in the dream. Uh, That's like I loved it. That was one of my favorite movies I've seen recently. Let me take a minute to remind you all that the West Buck Show is brought to you by our friends at Redline Synthetic Oils. Redline has a reputation with racers and hardcore enthusiasts for creating products that perform and protect better than any on the market, and they've been doing it since 1979. Whether it's your race car, your tow rig, your motorcycle, or your lawnmower, when you think about lubricants, you need to think about Redline. For more information, log on to redlineoil.com.
2: Hey, Jay-Z, back to your point about you said multiple divisions. Yeah. It's got to, I mean, I think what you are saying there is like multiple pinnacles. Right. And I always kind of question, like, what is the pinnacle uh, of drag racing? Well, World and, and, Series and, and of that's, promo. And that's well, probably what I'm saying. Yeah. Besides the World, World Series of, series of promo. And, and, <laughs> and,
1: yeah. And that could go back but, to even the purses too. Like, cause, cause now we have to pay yeah. out all these different purses because these are all professional divisions, you know, where, or like what? if you're working your way up and then you're all heading for this one division, you know, and that's where.
2: That's the World Series of promo, Right. That's it. Yeah. That's well, no. Is. In in traditional, if you asked any traditional so drag racing person, they're going to say top fuel funny car, NHRA, Indy, Indy. No class, class. division. Yeah. Oh, okay. class. So they're okay. going to they're going to say top fuel funny car. Yep. No, no doubt. They might even just say top fuel because that was always top. I mean, it's the pinnacle. But in today's world, and I t- I had this conversation with you yesterday, Wes, It, it what what metric are you judging that by? because True. look at look at street outlaws we 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 say all the time that like uh, big chief or murder nova or daddy dave or whoever from just, or ryan martin might be more having more success financially and visibility wise and and fame uh, wise than than the top racers in an hra i guarantee but if you, you ask die-hard drag racing person they're gonna say street outlaws is a fucking joke <laughs> bleep me yeah. out there i like this because yeah. now because blake can bleep me <laughs> is it is a joke or just leave it you can say is, yeah a, for is a
1: joke you're of age and uh <laughs>
2: and and the only true the only true drag racing is like NHRA IHRA, you know the traditional kind so again now we split it a, a, another way so it's not even within NHRA what's the pinnacle it's all these other it forms PDRA, PDRA might be world series of pro yes. mod pro mod in general drag radial no prep uh, you know, well, it's you just- <laughs> all your personal agenda well it, yeah.
0: well here here's the other thing though real quick the the other part of that is that there's no it's all personal agenda it's subjective because like We because there does not exist a clear like a the math doesn't support a clear winner there, right? Like it depends on your metric, like the quickest and fastest cars, top fuel, funny car going to race in front of the biggest crowds. N H R A right or N H R A national events, and it's specific. You are not going to race in front of a big crowd in an N H R A national event if you are running at seven or eight in the morning, like some of these sportsman categories. You know what I mean? Like it's so. It's still like you've got a no prep kings. I've I've had this conversation with Ryan Martin. I said, "Is there anything beyond no prep kings that is like significant to you? Are you still chasing anything?" The answer was no. There, like I, this is where to, in Ryan Martin's eyes. And I mean, maybe his perspective has changed. This conversation was like a year or two ago, but it was like in his, at that, that moment in time, there was nowhere else. Like he was at the highest level of drag racing. And I would argue, I, I think, it, or excuse me, I think it can be argued that no prep Kings remains that, especially if you look at some of uh, the other metrics about how much money you're making doing this right? Yeah. I mean, like Ryan Martin's getting paid to show up. He's getting, he's selling all of his merch, making a mint. He's like, this is not Po Dunk, you know, no prep Kings is like big business. These guys are making money hand over fist in some instances. Now they're spending it, right? I mean, my God, they're spending it. They add a race every Chris time I wake up, Yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> every morning I feel like better check and make sure there's not a new MPK event getting tacked on, you know? Um, <laughs> you know but it's, I'm just saying yeah. there's no clear cut to JT's argument. Like wouldn't to you the, the biggest race or the highest level be like directly correlated to how much money you can win. Yeah. in that Yes.
2: Point? Usually all right? goes hand in hand. Yep. And like JT it said, it's all hand. about everyone working in that sport to the known single common pinnacle right. of that sport. And I don't know and, if you, and you that's, have
1: that, but you know, going to your point, no. Mike and Wes, I guess here uh, you mentioned Ryan Martin. I was, I was in the airport. Uh, just happened to catch a post that Ryan and his wife had stopped in at some seafood place, and they had a platter of seafood post. with oysters or something on it. And I was like, "Holy shit! This, this, this! I, I never even heard of this seafood company before." You know, I'm from Missouri, <laughs> but uh, um, is this is a restaurant in North Carolina, right? Somewhere. And it had like eleven thousand likes already and three thousand comments. <laughs> and I'm thinking you know like it just made me now. think about though that i can't imagine too many nhra drivers that stop in and get that much reach i guess you'd say out of out of, out of a driver that just stopped in to eat some oysters with their wife
0: <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's well, wild I mean, and here's dude. the other it, thing that whole thing too, thing, is the, money the drives exposure. the
0: bus on these things too because it's like the reason here's the and I don't know why it seems like it's so hard to like wrap our arms around these points. Sometimes like this one is a tough one, but the reason everybody is motivated by different things. I tried to make that point. Right. And I think that is true, but I would argue that amongst the most, the strongest motivators in all the land is money. Right. And I don't think you see Ryan Martin posting on social all the time or developing this online following. If there's not money involved, like he's, This is a business now. He wasn't doing this that long ago. You know what I mean? He wasn't great on social. Now he's killing – it's just – it's escalating. And I think like Garrett Mitchell, the Cletus McFarlane, same thing. That dude can post the sky is blue on Facebook or Instagram, and it's going to get 8,800 likes (laughs) in like four hours, and you're going – why is he making that post? Why is he developing this audience? Why is he engaging this audience so consistently? Why is he doing all this hard work? Why is he buying all this stuff? Why is he putting on all these events? Because there's money to be made, friends, right? Yep. That's what, there's money to be made. He's not putting on those races. Don't be me wrong, he's having fun. But the, the, the reason it's happening is because there's money to be made. There is a business at hand. And we will, as a sport, especially at the highest levels, until there is a, until there is even the illusion of making money, right? No, I don't think any of those guys in the NHRA really need to make a bunch of money necessarily drag racing. But until the illusion is there, until like that mirage exists, it's going to be a problem because we don't have many people that are like motivated to go embrace this role because they've got a business to run or they've got these other things that they're doing. We've got to find a way to make being a drag racing driver a full-time occupation, a career choice, right? Not a hobby. And, and we, we got to get there. And right now we've been the, fumble right, fucking around with it for way too long. Like we've been playing all around and we've got to, we, and it's going to be a lot of things. I don't mean to like run over you, but this point has to be made whether we got to slow the cars down, whether we have to find a way to reduce damage. I, I don't know. I'm just saying we have to figure this out because we have to create an environment where a guy can find a pathway to at least break even doing this. At the highest level, you've got to find a way that all those guys in your top 10 and top fuel, all your guys in your top 10 in top, funny car and pro stock, like those guys have to be a fi- able to find a way to make that deal make sense on their winnings. Now, the smart ones are going to be able to make it pay for itself on the back of B2B sponsorship deals and hospitality driven arrangements, right? They're going to get their base there, but they need to be able to go racing and make money. Have it generate meaningful income. And I think that we have to quit pretending that these guys, I mean, I think the NHRA by and large, they just think they're going to do it forever. And they, by God, for 70 years, I mean, I guess they've been proven right. These guys are going to find a way to drag race. But we got to find, if we want this sport to reach that proverbial next level and do what, I mean, is drag racing not a big deal right now? Do you guys not feel like, I feel more people talking about drag racing. I feel more buzz and more energy amongst this sport than I've ever felt in my entire life. Like there's tons of stuff going on. Streetcar racing's blowing up. No Prep Kings is strong has defied defied the odds.
2: Yeah, right? yeah outside of the I TV mean, and, and everything we're talking about now, the, 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 the high levels of the sport we see on TV, we entered today's green room talking about just the sheer amount of drag racing going on from your local track all the way to the Texas Motorplex. And we've talked for two hours, Mike, and we haven't talked about PDRA, mm-hmm. right?
0: Not much about MPK hardly anything about no no mercy i mean there's some huge events happening if you can't look at this whole scene and go man there's an opportunity like there is an opportunity this deal can be much bigger than it is currently and i'm talking about bigger in terms of like mainstream visibility mainstream marketing partners but we've got to make we got to create an opportunity no one's going to do it no unless there's an opportunity to have success nobody wants to I don't think our sports ever going to flourish as long as it remains at its highest levels, a tax deduction. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like how do we get beyond that? Like we're, uh, it's incredible the success, the sport at its highest levels has achieved being a tax deduction for a write-off for a whole lot of business owners. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's almost the pits at a pro NHRA race pro pits are almost entirely private money, right? Very few teams out there that are sponsor driven. You know, And the ones that do have big sponsor relish, uh, relationships, they're B2B. It's some sort of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours deal. So how the answer is we have to, and I'm not saying I've got the plan. I mean, I, I do think it exists. I do think there are smart enough people in the world to create this and to build it. And by God, maybe we're doing it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, no matter what happens with anything else we're doing, my goal is to make it, I want John Force to get asked if he's won the World Series Pro Mod. Like, hey, I heard you won 16 championships. But have you won that big drag race in Florida, the World Series of Pro Mod? Like, I want that, and that or the Pro th- that Superstar Shootout, yeah. yeah, or the Pro Superstar Shootout. Um, have you won a DI event? Like that's what I want to
2: have. Yeah, there you man. go. And
0: I think we're headed that way. Like where if it's a Drag Illustrated event, because I'm not done. Like I know that we're getting some feedback or whatever from our Door Slammer brothers and sisters that are like worried that we've got like a scent of nitro and we're never coming back. Yeah, that's I what I heard all, all weekend. Time.
2: I was at door. I was I, at the, all I was on the Door Slammer tour, and everybody's like, man.
0: it's calm down it's coming baby when
2: are we going to hear about World? i want to do when you start announcing drivers
0: i want to do my own fuel altered race because i love fuel altered i want to do my own jet car race because i love jet cars a a competitive jet car race would be badass the drag illustrated jet car nationals or the drag (laughs) illustrated jet car shootout eighth mile run what you brung jets wouldn't that be dope okay anyways i'm giving up all my ideas i want to do my own street race street car race um, and I want to do my own bracket race. Like I want to have kind of like, and there may be some other, I want to do my own no prep race, probably my own back of the track race. So y'all are getting, you guys writing this down?
2: Just, I want, yeah. yeah. What race I want do you want? Like which which race do you not divisions. want to do? Just, that'd be a shorter list. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be all those at some point, but <laughs> that's my point is that I just think every one of these things need a, need a Cadillac event. Like every one of these scenes need a tip of the spear. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I want it to be. Like, I feel like we got the tip of the spear for ProMod, like World Series of ProMod, biggest drag race on the planet Earth. Hey, folks, real quick. I want to give a quick shout out to the gang at Aeromotive Fuel Systems, a brand built on passion and performance. Three generations deep, they're not just making fuel systems, they're building a legacy. They've redefined what racers expect from their fuel systems by way of an unwavering commitment to quality and a spirit of innovation that has existed since day one. So if you're looking to upgrade your fuel system, make sure you check out Aeromotive. That's aeromotiveinc.com. www.aeromotiveinc.com. Trust me, those guys are the real deal.
2: Hey, let's let's talk about okay. uh, to to wrap up the show here. Let's do some championship predictions. Okay. For an HRA, we got two races left uh, going to, or two races left in let's the season. Let's do PDRA because I want to talk. And about PDRA, PDRA. So yeah, yeah I, was, I was getting there, bruh. Okay. What else? PDRA. Is there? We they're they're going into radio? the the world finals this weekend at VMP, final race. And I, let's let's see uh, what we think for PDRA and NHRA. I got to pull up the PDRA standings right now. I'm doing the same, so bear with me
0: momentarily. Competition. Got to click. Where's where that? Oh, champ.
2: I'm you could probably, this This will be an edit, Blake. You can just cut this out and we'll go right to the picks.
0: All right, so we're going to dive into, uh, the, okay, so you want to start with NHRA, Mike? What's fair? Let's flip a coin. Start with NHRA.
2: I'm, so, I'm trying to pull up my. Point standing still. Hold on.
0: Where's that? I have this super dope challenge coin that I got given to me by us. Okay, so charge hard, strike fast. We go. We're going to talk about NHRA. Um, the other side, we'll talk about PDR. Okay, so NHRA it is. Uh, we're going to start with NHRA Top Fuel. Let's run through the list. Uh, big dog. We've got, let, I'm going to refresh everybody's memory real quick. The top 10 in NHRA Top Fuel, real who's who, Leah Pruitt. Leading the way, Doug Coletta, Steve Torrance, Justin Ashley in fourth, Antron Brown rounding out your top five, Mike Salinas, Clay Milliken, Brittany Force, Tony Schumacher, Austin Prock uh, rounding out the top ten. There, great to see. It's in, I love seeing some of these names. Love seeing Tony Schumacher in the mix. Love seeing Clay Milliken inside the top ten. Deserves to be there. Uh, guys, go I, with this What's is your a, pick? This is a tough one. I, I think Steve Torrance. I mean, and I good pick. I just think that he's too close. It's another guy, much like uh, his Texas brethren or sisterin or whatever you would call it, Erica Enders. You can't let them be too close. Does it make sense? You can't, oh yeah, and he's you always can't he's let always them right be there. too close. And I just think whenever it gets down to crunch time here, you you see the strategy. Billy Torrance, they brought out the second car, yep. right? They had he the second well. car on track. He went ran Semis, really right? well. So now you got a blocker out there for you. Right. So now you've got a blocker out there for you. You've got another track to gain data with. So you're going to be able to learn a little faster than you're used to or you have been throughout the rest of the year. I think it's brilliant drag racing. It's brilliant drag racing strategy. And I, I think Steve Torrance is probably going to be the one that benefits from having that second car out there. Uh, I, I think there's some storybook right, situations. Clap, right? Leah Pruitt. Is that what we said? Yeah. yeah. Clap. yeah clap. There you go. Leah. Leah, Doug, Coletta, I, I both love to see him win. Yeah, I think you,
2: it'd
1: be
0: fantastic. Go, go,
2: T. Yeah. Steve Torrance go, is my pick. Go, i I'm T. providing context. <laughs> my, we don't. Yeah. yeah, Go Go, T. What's your pick?
1: I was going to say Steve too.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be the outlier here, and I'm going Doug. Good Coletta.
0: TV means that you got to pick somebody. Else. I, I almost did.
1: I'm going.
2: I'm but, going Doug Coletta.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, Doug Coletta, okay. I, I think has been hot, yeah, d- d-
2: but. nobody's been hotter than. Dougie fresh Dougie over fresh. the last month and a half. And I mean, he is due. So I think, uh, I think it's happening this year.
0: What about having AJ Allen Johnson and Brian Houston, like finding their, their way yep. here. Like if, if I'm Doug Coletta who already considered one of the best to ever do it, as far as driving is concerned, when you got crew chiefs that are like, got a little pep in their step, that they're seeing it. I, I definitely think he's going to be hard to bet against. Yep. Let's dive into funny car. Uh, this is an incredible one, and I didn't actually know this until the Champions Dinner the other day. That there are three drivers: Robert Height, Ron Caps, and Matt Hagen, that are all in contention for their fourth World Championship. While Bob Tasca, of course, is looking for his first. I got to be honest, man. It's crazy Matt Hagen, Hagen
2: be going for his fourth. Isn't that hard to believe? Because it's still
0: hard not to see him as like young, a relative newcomer, a young guy, you know. But he's he's been here for a, a minute, man. It's kind of incredible. But anyways, I'm gonna run through the top 10. You got Matt Hagan out front, number one, Bob Tasca the third, Robert Height, Ron Caps, John Force, round out your top five. J.R. Todd, Chad Green, Tim Wilkerson, Alexis DeJoria, and Alex Laughlin, who's got to be pretty happy about a potential top ten finish in his debut uh in NHRA. Funny car guys, for for what it's worth, I think Bob Tasca is a star in the making. I think He's come out of his shell this year. They've hired a new PR guy, Joey. Le- he's got. Th- there's some effort being made to shine a light on Bob the III as a human being, and I'm here for it. He's he's verbose. He's animated. He's a he's a likable character. He's got that Boston thing. He's an East Coaster. I, I just think there's a lot of storylines that I really enjoy about Bob Tasca. I think it would be great to see somebody new giving that acceptance speech uh or championship speech come uh the the season finale championship gala there uh, my picks bob taskett guys who do you like
2: bob was going to be my pick too i like the guy i like seeing him have his first championship i think he's been as hot as any driver uh on this list over the last month and that's just really momentum to me is what it's about really since the countdown who's got the most momentum since the countdown started i feel like i see his name at the top of the sheet more than anyone um in qualifying which i think is it speaks to the performance of the car obviously and then he's taking it rounds on race day too um he, he's my pick as well i know this is probably not not making good tv according to Wes, but <laughs> no, i'm just joking
1: i'm going go with ron go caps. ahead. who's your who's your pick I'm gonna go with ron cap yep and yes i saw to, a quote you know he's 99 behind right so yeah but
0: but remember points and a half at pomona right. mm-hmm. so you can gain a lot of ground out there and it only takes one the problem is just that you're at a level here that no one's going to, it's very unlikely that anybody's just going to really vanish, right? Or really step on their dick in some huge, crazy way. It's like, I don't imagine any of those top teams, like staring down the barrel of a D and Q or anything. Um, well, you got it's four right there. there,
2: bunched up. And then you, and then it's quite a jump back to force. I mean, it's good to see force up there. Had a great weekend really this past is. weekend, but he has a hundred point gap just to catch caps and forth. So I think it's, it's it's between those four guys for sure. Yep.
0: It, it is no doubt, and it's what great guys to have competing for a championship, right? I just think that they're all fantastic ambassadors for the sport, uh, popular people. but Ron Caps had a quote that I saw over the weekend, couple things actually Wednesday night, during the champions dinner, which was again a fantastic uh, production, the drivers that win the race last year get to pick the menu, so it's a cool deal. Eating some filet mignon and some sort of like pulled pork. Uh, uh, what are the new the pasta with ravioli? Great food. Anyways, Ron Caps is on stage being interviewed by Joe Costello, and he says you can't win a championship at the NHRA Fall Nationals at the Texas Motorplex, but you can lose one. Right, and I tell you what. I think we may have saw that play out. I I really think that might have been something of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to be tough. Ron Caps went on to say later in the weekend that he thinks the team that wins the championship in Funny Car is probably going to have a race, a countdown race that is a throwaway. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I'm not sure. I think a throwaway race is real dangerous this time of the year. And uh, you cannot stack them up. That's for sure. So anyways, uh, moving on. It looks like uh, Mike and I for Tasca and uh, JT holding down the fort for, for old Ron caps, longtime friend of the show. Let's dive into pro stock. Uh, we probably won't have to talk about pro stock motorcycle too much. Um, but we will, uh, cause I want to talk a little bit about chase van Zandt, but anyways, your, your top 10 in NHRA pro stock, you got Erica Enders, number one, followed by Greg Anderson, just 85 points behind Dallas Glenn, Matt Hartford, Aaron Stanfield, rounding out the top five, Troy Coughlin, Jr. Derek Kramer, Kyle Karetsky, Camry Caruso and Christian Quadra. Uh, making up the top 10 there in factory hot rod NHRA pro stock, man, this one's tough, but I, I called it many months ago. Uh, I look to see Erica Enders continue this historic run. She's on, she had perhaps one of the most dominant seasons of her career last year and is going to follow it up with a, the ultimate come from behind storybook type of situation becomes the winningest, Female motorsports competitor in history this weekend with her 47th win, finally besting or finally breaking the tie with Angel Sampey. I think uh, I think it's going to come down to Greg and Erica, just like God intended. Yeah, and um, it, it'll probably be a coin flip toward the end, but I, I look to see Erica get number six and tie Jeg Coughlin.
1: I'm just going to agree. Hard,
2: yeah, hard to bet against that for sure. Uh, I do think it's down to those to the four on the top four on this list. Also, Matt Hartford, I thought he was he was charging for he there was, for a so. while so, that slipped a little bit, but he's still in, in contention, only 108 points back. Um, again, we talked about Dallas Glenn earlier, but yeah, it's going to be Greg and Erica. I, I think it, it would down, be really interesting to go down and, to and Greg do, and Erica,
1: you know, like me too, you know, like last race. <laughs> if, I mean, well, yeah,
2: and and yeah. like a couple of years ago where Greg did this crazy, you know, intentionally qualified 16th and pulled it off to, or, to race the number one, yeah. like, the the savvy of that team and of Greg and the experience and they, and if they go into that into Pomona with the points and a half needing to pull off something like that, that'll make that race must watch. Yep.
0: It, it's going to be that is if the good Lord's willing and we get like a, it comes down to Erica and Greg and it's within a couple points or whoever wins wins the championship that. It's cool, man. It's been so fun to watch. I I talked about this a few weeks ago without you guys, and and we've got to go. But we will look back on this Greg Anderson, Erica Enders rivalry very fondly at some point in the future, and we're going to be really sad when it's gone. Because if you look down through that list, there's obviously some some great up-and-comers, and there's some people that have incredible stories. But I don't see the makings, unfortunately, on the rest of that list. Uh, for the rivalry that we've been blessed with for the last several years uh, between Erica Enders and Greg Anderson. So to see it seems poetic, you know, it's just a, a fantastic thing to see the red car, or the blue car be the last one standing yep. here. And I think that that's how I anticipate it shaking out. Uh, we will touch briefly on uh, NHRA pro stock motorcycle. It's been a real I think this has been a big year for Pro Stock Motorcycle. It just feels like it's been a bigger part of the conversation. Do you guys agree with that, I, mean, I think so. Mike, I
2: mean, you see that like on the Western Swing, the way the yeah. schedule worked out, and they didn't have Pro Stock um, on two thirds of the Western Swing, and I felt like Pro Stock Motorcycle like stepped up there and, and became the other headliner. Uh, I agree. That helped them. And you've had, you know, a lot of the usual players here, but you've had some new faces also having success um, with the most prominent being Gage Herrera. So his dominance just continues through the year. I and I know there's some there's some controversy there though, in typical there? fashion where you've got multiple combinations to deal with here. You've got the you know the the Matt Smith racing camp not too thrilled with the performance advantage that the Vance and Hines team may have right now going into the into the season. So you've always kind of got that that rivalry that you can depend on. So you've got gauge and Eddie one and two, then you've got Matt Smith and then, uh, Arana chase Van Zandt, Angie, who unfortunately still on the mend, uh, and is not going to be able to compete for this championship.
0: Chase Van Zant also had a rough incident. I don't know if you followed that over the weekend, but chase had a really scary incident over the weekend. Um, and he's a, he's a friend of the extended family here, you know? Yep. And so the, the whole family, Bruce, um, uh, all y'all were were thinking about you guys. What a scary, scary moment, man. A home. I saw a picture from that deal that I didn't want to see, um, but I'm glad he was smiling in the photo, and he seemed uh, he was out at the track on Sunday, uh, all smiles. And I, I I think that he'll be able to stay, you know, competitive and be really proud of of the season that they've had. But that's definitely a bummer. And I hope you're hope you're well soon, Chase. Yep. Uh, is there even any sense in picking favorites here, Mike? Uh, Gage Traer has got this deal all but so up. I mean, he's
2: 156 points ahead of Eddie. And I, I just wonder what kind of team racing will be happening there at, at that point. We saw
0: so, some great, speaking of which, did you notice this weekend we saw some real badass heads-up drag races um, where it looked like team orders may be in play? It's funny, and I think it's important that these things get highlighted because if it went the other direction, race fans would rip them to shreds right? But we had two moments that I think were distinct moments uh, that need to be mentioned. There was a semi-final round matchup between uh, uh, Troy Coughlin Jr. Mm-hmm. and uh, and Erica Enders that was one hell of a heads-up drag race. So much so that TJ's car kicked the bones out <laughs> right. down on the big end. One of them smokers. And, uh, so the wildest smoke situation. But I mean, they were both, Erica was O twelve. 12 TJ was 022 and I just felt like it was a, a meaningful drag race it, no sort of uh, no team orders then in round two Erica Anders went head to head with Christian Quadra who's you know seeking a top 10 mm-hmm. finish I believe for the first time in his career having a great year uh, and, and they raced heads up he went 651 I mean that was sort I mean he was 049 off the line she was 027 but I mean it was a that was a drag race the more meaningful not meaningful but the one that stood out to me the most was frickin' Billy Torrance and Steve Torrance in the semifinal round. Steve racing his dad. I talked about that car serving as a blocker for him. But clearly, it's not going to matter when they run each other. Because these dudes, Billy left on his son, goes, Billy's off the starting line first, 085 to Steve's 096, runs a 371 with a 5, barely gets clipped by Billy goes, or Steve goes 369. And it's just, yeah, by and large, when there's team orders, It is, but when there is team orders, everybody loses right. their mind. But, but it's when a, we see these moments, it's like we got to talk about it. People yeah, got to be well, excited and give them some kudos.
2: When do we actually see though team orders come into play that are typically you know, detrimental, right? Yeah. and so, but I mean, if Eddie is that far, I mean, Gage uh, is that far ahead of Eddie, and it, uh, it doesn't matter at that point. Eddie's is really you know a block blocking at this point. Maybe, um, may you know those guys are going to raise heads up, and Eddie's going to still try to you know get a wally, yeah, right. So. That uh I, I, I just don't see any way that it isn't gauged. But, you know, honorable mention here. I wanna say Kelly Klontz, she's run really well at the here at the end of the year. And to see that team step up there, obviously uh, made the countdown and it's in tenth right now. Um, we've seen some names. You know, Chase, you mentioned earlier, um Gianna Ivaristo is uh is is riding very well right now and you've always got Steve Johnson in there um, lurking as oh, well. I mean, so. Hector
0: Arana jr. Yeah. I mean, Matt, th- I'm telling you NHRA pro stock motorcycles having a great year. Mm-hmm. Just, I understand there's probably some hardcore motorcycle racing fans that would be like, Oh man, there's, you know, a big competitive advantage. And, you know, but as far as like storylines and talking and just lots of significant names, lots of difference makers, they've got a great roster in, in pro stock motorcycle right now. Maybe we need to put on a drag illustrated pro stock
2: bike race. Oh boy. Here we go. See the list of, yeah. of races get shorter that we don't want. Well, to I, just do. I, oh, just right. I just had an idea. Oh boy. All All right. Let's but, move anyways, over to, let's move over to PDRA.
0: Hey gang, don't forget racers club racers.club. Check it out. www.racers.club. The hottest new gear in all of drag racing rocking one right now. These things are, uh, I don't know, really good shirts. I think they fit wonderfully. They've got all sorts of killer little details and, I mean, it says it right here. You're joining the club. Join the movement. This is a group of people that share a common passion for the sport of drag racing. And as much as we love the cars and everything that goes on in the racetrack, we really believe in this community and what this community can do together. So log on to www.racers.club today and snag yourself a shirt, hat, lanyard, anything else we got dropping. We got some killer stuff coming out in early November. So uh, make sure you get on the mailing list and you don't miss any drop. Everything's limited edition. It all sells out. So make sure you get one now. Okay, let's dive they, right into They sports. actually are
2: wrapping up their season this weekend.
0: Yeah, which is another one that's hard to believe. We'll start with PDRA Pro Nitrous, probably uh, my favorite class in all of drag racing. Uh, you got the top 10 looking like Tommy Franklin out front. Jim Halsey right behind him. Uh, what, a couple hundred, 200 some points behind. Uh, Jay, Jay Cox in number three. Ricky Smith, number four. Marcus Butner rounding out the top 5 Mike Ackenbach, Billy Albert, Ed Burnley, Jim Widener, Chris Reeny comprising your top 10 in PDRA Pro Nitrous. I got to I mean mathematically I mean it looks like Tommy Franklin is well on his way to doing it again. I don't know that you can ever count out Jim Halsey. Uh, Great to see Jay Cox, you know, in the conversation here, Ricky Smith, top four, first Mm -hmm. time back and in in pro in pro nitrous in a long time. Uh, But it's great to see him there. I got to go with Tommy Franklin right now. I mean, I guess maybe it's it's an obvious pick, but
2: Tommy, I think I heard a stat the other day going into Galat that he had not lost a round in like a month and a half or something, or in like three races. So they've got that car figured out, man. And, I I really don't see any way that that he drops this championship at VMP at the track he owns.
0: And it's good another classic rivalry that I think as fans we're gonna look back on. You know, what what we've had for the last few years, with Tommy Franklin and Jim Halsey, it really has been badass. I mean, it's—I think a, a case can be made that it's like, oh man, it's the same cut. But you know what? It's great that there's some continuity from year to year, and there's some room for these things to develop. And you kind of start to choose sides. It's—it's a, it's a fantastic rivalry that's really good for the sport of drag racing. But yeah, it looks like uh, Tommy Franklin and the Jungle Rat may have this deal sewed up. Hate to uh, call it this early, well, but yeah. if,
2: let's go to Pro Boost where. Oh my God, guys! I got a I got a uh, breaking news for you. Jason Harris does have the championship sewed up in Pro Boost. Let's give a round of applause for Jason Harris. Um, I want to
0: talk a little bit about Jason because uh, A mm. we just signed him uh, as a Racers Club ambassador. So shout out, Jason Harris signed the dotted line to join the Racers Club family. Hugh, lucrative, man. Very very lucrative. Um, but uh, how significant is this? Considering, I mean, he's a multi-time Pro Nitrous World Champion. Makes the move to Pro Boost, uh, doesn't have the success early on that I think they expected, and and, and went back to Pro Nitrous for for a moment in time. I, I feel they felt there was some unfinished business in Pro Boost. Come back with a vengeance and win the World Championship here in two thousand twenty three. Just great, great for drag racing. Great story. Some regular guys that bust their ass to go drag racing. Uh, huge shout out to Jim, uh, Jason Harris's dad, Bob. The whole the whole camp, man. The Party Time Racing crew. It's going to be, I'd say they will have a party going on this weekend in Virginia.
1: Party time. Party time. Party time.
0: What else do we got here points-wise? Extreme Pro Stock. I want to see a three. I'm going to punt on the points conversation. We got a tight one, though. Chris Powers uh, leading the points, 2,357 points in PDRA Extreme Pro Stock, followed by Alan Drinkwater, just 30 points behind him. This one's going to come down. I mean, I, I believe Nate, Uh, said that this may well come down to the final round of the final race, which would be a really, really exciting thing to see uh, play out. But the top 10 looks fantastic. But I'm with you. Somebody,
2: somebody go at three.
0: Somebody go a three. I want to give credit here. You know, Tony, Tony Gillig, all time. Uh, I consider him one of the best drivers in all drag racing. Personally, uh, Dylan Voss, Johnny Placino uh, making up the top five there. Elijah Morton, six, Dwayne Rice, seventh. Jeremy Huffman, eight, John Monacomo, nine, Jordan insulin number uh, rounding out the top 10 there. So it, it definitely going to be great to see. I mean, Alan Drinkwater so early in his mountain motor pro stock career competing for a championship amongst those names that I just listed off massively impressive. So fantastic to see that for what it's worth. I do think that it could be seen as a a positive. Chris powers has been a dominating force in in PDRA extreme pro stock. He's always in the conversation, polarizing character um, came down. And I, I mean, honestly, I think he's like the odds on favorite every weekend when they unload hard to really bet against him. But uh it's great to see Alan drink water, making him making him earn it. And I'm excited to see how this thing shakes out. We got, but again, I want to see somebody of, put a three something yeah, like.
2: We got a high of seventy-one on Friday, low of fifty overnight, Saturday. Eh, just only a the small chance of rain. High sixty four, low forty five. Y'all better be going in the threes. Somebody. <laughs> they gotta get that knocked out.
0: <laughs> we get somebody, I mean Somebody better get that three, and you better not do it in testing. If we see some sort yep. of, if I hear about a three tomorrow, I'm gonna be very frustrated. Like, <laughs> let's save it for for qualifying. Save it for for uh, an elimination round. I believe it. John Montecalvo's four flat four point not John Monaco. John De 4.000 four point zero 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 came uh, in the right lane in the second round of elimination. So uh, I'm I'm anxious to see if maybe we. I think it could happen. I I'm my guess. Let's bet on that. Let's bet will on that. It happen. Will it happen this weekend? Man. Mike, will we see a free at Virginia Motorsports park in PDRA extreme pro stock this weekend? We've yes been
2: betting be. on these guys to go threes for a decade. 10 now. years. yeah, 10 years. And it hasn't happened. So I'm going to have to say no. JT. <laughs> I,
1: I was hoping one of you would say yes. So I could bet against you.
0: <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I, okay. think we I, I think it wait, happens. We are. I think it happens. It's,
1: um what do I, I have to give you odds that I can or give you
2: now that I bet no it's hundred percent gonna happen That's so I'm true. doing that That's for true. you guys yeah, for the pro stock community I have <laughs> PayPal I have, ready I got <laughs> 20
0: yep. on it okay. all right they're ready JT yep. you good yep okay cash app PayPal whatever you got okay
2: so we'll uh, have hey to call guys. you know you know what's important on that is barometer we'll have to talk to Keith Haney and see what the barometer true. is going to be <laughs> <True>. <laughs> call, call
0: Keith Haney our resident conditions yeah. expert. You know, I got to call Keith. Um, Our race meteorologist, Keith
1: Haney, reporting race live on location. <laughs> Remember when
0: Keith Berry gave the weather report at Darlington? Oh, and it's like raining sideways. He's wearing a trash bag and he goes <laughs> like, it's about videos. to blow over. We're going to be good. Everybody come out. No big deal. It's just, it's just a little raining. Oh it's one God. of
1: my favorite so videos funny. of that week.
0: <laughs> we, the sport of drag racing misses Keith. Oh, Barry. Yeah. We should yeah. just have a Keith Berry segment. Where he comes on and just he could be like, uh,
1: let's sort that. Okay, JT, like just have him come on every once in a while and say. I so. wanted to go what to. There, I wanted or, to just go to his place and fish one time without asking for permission. You know how mad he'd be. You should. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, let's let's
2: highlight some of the other uh, tight races that are out there we, in uh, Pro Six Thirty Two. Amber Franklin, Jeff Melnick. Yeah, uh, well, Amber's creeping up there, uh, three rounds behind Jeff Melnick now, going into the final race. Probably not what you want to see going into. You know she's she's getting hot at the right time. Um,
0: Doug Nichols, a couple rounds out.
2: Yep. Let's see what else we got. Uh,
0: This pro street one. I saw Bill Lutz put a thing on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and it made me it made me giggle. It made my heart swell. Actually, Bill Lutz put uh, he showed a picture of a motor, a Hammy on the ground, right, and he's like, "I'm coming to." anybody who's coming to this last race and isn't bringing a spare engine ain't winning. And I just thought, man, that's like, it just sums up this community so well, like this is going to be close. So we're going to bring an extra motor because we're probably going to blow this one up winning this race. And I just think that we're
1: going to put it all in.
0: Yeah. We're going to put it all in. And I just, I don't know, man, I, my money's on bill Lutz. I mean, he's out here, uh, narrow advantage, what less than a hundred points. Uh, yeah. 80 points ahead of number two. Um, where's the number three? Yeah, I can't scroll down. Oh, yeah. Same three point difference. So, I mean, this is going to be a close one. And I think Pro Street, it's so funny, right? It's these things that we talk about all the time. The cycle like Outlaw 10.5 had kind of that had jumped the shark. Right. Like Fonzie did on Happy Days. It was like the, when the last time the show was kind of like significant. You're trying too hard, guys. You're jumping. Sh- Fonzie's jumping sharks. Right. We were too far. But Outlaw ten five has not really been on the map for a long time, you know? Yeah. And it's really seeing a resurgence. And I think considering all the hubbub around radio racing and the conditions having to be just right, I, I think Pro Street's about to blow up. I really do. I think anybody who's got a three fifteen radio car um has got to be considering that as a place to race. Go compete for a championship, race all year long, world class facilities. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's very interesting. But yeah, I mean, just looking who's through going to tear stuff up.
2: Look, yeah. And, and looking through the rest of this list here and some of these championship battles, I mean, we could go, we could be here the rest of the day. They're going to recap this. I believe, is it when does uh, PDRA live happen? Tonight. Tonight. And uh we're going to get some of that information from those guys. We'll kind of let them get into the nitty gritty on that. But I think the interesting thing with looking down through these championship battles, we just got done talking about the countdown and how that resets bunches everybody together to kind of manufacture these championship points battles. PDRA doesn't have that. It's a traditional series season long battle. And you've still got outside of a couple of classes, you've still got these, uh, these tight points battles. It may not be between 10 cars, but it, you know, I've seen there's, there's several that are within a, a handful. So what does that say about PDRA? The fact that they don't really need the, the the countdown and what that brings good or bad. And these guys are, are committed season long and, and are show up to every race. And you've got these points battles, you know, organically going into the
1: last race of the season. It's impressive.
0: It's massively impressive. I think it's a group. I, I, I don't think PDRA gets their flowers. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, my insane rambling speech that I gave impromptu a couple of years ago at their champions banquet. But, like, God, oh, yeah. I felt compelled. I remember. Like, God put that on me. And it's like this group of people. I literally walked in there and I told Tyler Crossnow, I need to speak to these people. And I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say, but they need to be <laughs> talked to. And it's so, it's so funny because I find myself talking at this thing, but it was this group is they are PDRA is comprised of probably from top to bottom, left to right, the most badasses per capita in drag racing. The, am I wrong?
1: No, yeah. I right. mean, really, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'm wrong. Mike, argue if you got it. Is there no. an argument? I don't think there's. As far as no, like we've, top to we've, we've bottom, talked about this. bad motherfuckers. There, there's nothing close. Nothing.
2: Really? And Just the um, quality of, of equipment, like we've talked about when you roll into a PDRA race. I understand just, is, some people don't like, like quarter,
0: eighth mile. Some people don't like eighth mile. I understand all that. There's a lot of variations. I get it. But as far as like depth, the depth of talent and the depth of quality racers and race teams that exist in PDRA is unrivaled around the world. There's nothing even close, other than obviously the World Series Pro Mod. Right. Nothing, nothing everything beats the second that. fiddle to that bad boy. Sorry. Um, Sorry man it's like i've kind of <laughs> i thought about it over the weekend I was like yeah it's the biggest drag race in the world i don't really that's that's what it is it's the it's i may change the tagline it may not be the biggest richest pro mod drag race in the history of the known universe it's going to be the biggest richest drag race in the history i of want, the want to rethink that if We're we had a re of the riches part yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah true let's just <laughs> right. yeah let's never go mind. let's hey, go hey you guys can for race
1: now. for zero <laughs> we had yeah, to re- we got to
0: spend 200 grand on yeah, all that stuff's so expensive, dude, dude. This thing that we're getting real quick, let me let out a couple cats. We're fitting to blow this deal up. Our race I got. So the World Series of Pro mod, I don't I was so proud with how the event looked, right? Like I was so proud. But to know how the level we're fitting to take it, huh? gets me real fired up, bro. Like the level it's fitting to go to, bonkers, full blown bonkers so anyways guys all right well hey mike jt it was so great to have you guys back thank, thank you man thanks I, for letting I really us enjoy be enjoy back talk on your shop this is a privilege yeah. Yeah, it is a privilege don't forget it <laughs> no i'm just joking <laughs> um but uh hey i want to give a shout out to everybody that supports the show thank you guys so much for helping us spread the gospel of drag racing like every weekend we go out to the races to see people that watch this show and give us all this positive feedback thank you guys seriously it means the world to us like Mike called me he's like I was at Big Dog people are talking about watching the show I'm at No Prep Kings people are talking about watching the show I'm at the NHRA race people talk and watch, but walk, talking about the show we got Van at races Chris Sears was down in Valdosta for it I mean people everywhere John Four was down there for us we got people all over creation and it's like I'm so proud of what we do, and and I appreciate all the support. So we'll see you next Wednesday right here on the Drag Illustrated YouTube channel. Remember, click like, take a second, press pause, just give us a little subscribe, give us a like, post a comment, say nice things, right? Remember what mommy told you. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Appreciate it a bunch.
2: Thanks, y'all.